Hello, Legionnaires, and welcome to episode 143 of RPG Digest. In segment one, we read through a tabletop RPG to introduce it to you, and oftentimes to ourselves as well. In segment two, we provide higher-level overviews and fundamentals, and even the occasional how-to systems, settings, and game mechanics. I am John Maxliauslo, your favorite curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me, as usual, is the animal power no player character is allowed to have, Brett, Heathen Dog Grissomer. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. <laughs> Animal power, no characters allowed to have in Mutant Year Zero. Or uh, not Mutant Year Zero, but the... Yeah, yeah, Mutant, it's oh, all yeah. this. I mean, you Mutant Year Zero is yeah. overarching, yeah. What would that be? Uh, well, I uh, just put on there, it's you. And you what are is me? <laughs> well, see, now that's for, that's for the audience to decide. Cleanse Please. humanity. There it is. Put your comments into chat, or uh, you know—that's right, because this won't be uh, public. So put your comments into chat and let us know what superpower, what animal power, no. is is well, he? Well, animal power, it it cleanses the DNA to make you a pure human. That's my. That's or my. a pure animal. Hey, you know what? Either way is better because you're no longer an abomination. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> but I got a problem with with gaming with with ADHD. Uh oh. Why are you driving to California? Why is that? Oh, he said Carlsbad. I lived in New Mexico, so the first thing I think of was Carlsbad Caverns. I, okay, Carlsbad, California. All right. That's he I, wants. I, he I, wants to. He's a world traveler. He's checking out another country. <laughs> that's that's fair. No, uh, I I want to I I want to talk to uh, Crafty about his his take, like the boots on the ground take on California, because all of the videos. That I've seen, like, you know, walking down the streets of L.A. or Sacramento or San Diego or wherever. It's just a fucking hellscape. Just people shooting up under every overpass, tent cities everywhere, uh, breaking and entering just willy nilly just everywhere. Well, we like, were streaming on Twitter. What's that? Say, well, we were streaming on Twitter. <laughs> we were streaming on Twitter. So I, I want to see what's actually, you know, hear what it's actually like. But I don't want to go there. So I want someone else who's already stuck there to tell me. I landed at LAX. That's the most I've done in California. Oh, I went to Vandenberg. Forgot about that. Went to Vandenberg also. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah. Uh, well, Crafty, unfortunately, isn't going to be here today. Uh, it's Father's Day. So his. I know. So uh, family's taking him out. Yeah, he's or... taking the early Father's Day. I'm taking the late Father's Day. Wow. Yeah, so uh, anything anything of import go on with you this week? Not importance, because I don't want to speak correctly, because apparently that's not important anymore. Nope. Uh, let's see. Yesterday, uh, we went to the uh, city carnival. Happens Which every city? year. You know, carnivals do. You know, the, the, the city sponsored it. Detroit? No, God, no. Oh, okay, I, I, that's why I was concerned what? for a moment. <laughs> no, I live near Detroit. I, uh, I got in it. Detroit. I don't even drive in Detroit anymore. Okay. I know. It doesn't happen. I was a little concerned, but all right. Need uh, that clarification. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So <laughs> we, went to, we went to the carnival. And you know how, how carnival rides, you look at them, you're like, wow, that is like one bolt away from a giant massacre. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that we, uh, I, I made my son ride one of those. <laughs> <laughs> he's like dad i don't know he's like don't worry it's all right it's it it's it's just like a, a really fast swing set that spins you're fine oh you're on that one okay yeah yeah so uh he got on it and he he took it like a champ never did even close his eyes or anything just 
So you're like yeah. a champion the entire time. It was my, my fear of height stops me from doing that one. That's one of those I always wanted to go on, but my fear of height stops me. I'm like, nope, I'm not letting a chain be the only thing that holds me as we're going. Nope. Um, it's funny. We were talking about my fear of heights on Friday as well. Yeah, I mean, there's some other ones I'll go on as long as it doesn't mess with my glasses. Like sometimes you take your glasses off. And then what the fuck's the point of me being on the ride? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I can't see. Like, it's all blurred. I can't see. <laughs> yeah. I might as well have my eyes closed. Jesus. And and then we went on another one that this one uh, spins around and also moves left and right up to 90 degrees, a little more than 90 degrees on each side while spinning. Yeah, that one he had a little more of a problem with toward the middle when it got really aggressive. But for the minute up and minute, the minute lead up and the minute uh, cool down, he was perfectly fine. So I'm I'm glad. I'm happy cool. about that. And and of course, I had a giant Polish hot dog with sauerkraut and onions and my wife wouldn't get near me for about an hour. I, I well, you know how I feel about onions and sauerkraut. I can't stand. I, I might be German on the inside, but I am. <laughs> ooh, can't stand sauerkraut, but I do love Polish sausage bratwurst. Um, yeah, especially done in Germany because they, they they don't try to get all like, well, it's reduced fat bratwurst. Then what the hell's the point? It's not a bratwurst anymore. They don't yeah. do that out there. They're just like, here you go. It's dripping. Eat it while it's hot. It's dripping of oil and grease and tallow and whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. That's what it is. Oh, oh, and uh, uh, when I, I saw a, a gag. I don't know. What, what is a group of cops called? A gaggle? I'm just calling them a gaggle. A, a, a gaggle of cops. A murder. A murder. No, let's not do that. We're on Twitter. <laughs> a gaggle of cops. And uh, I walked up to him. And I said, hey, am I looking at every cop in this city? He goes, no. We got one more. <laughs> <laughs> well either he has a good sense of humor or uh or you caught him yeah we, we have a we have a shortage of cops in our town but other than that um is it defund the police nonsense no no or is it's, it, not, it's okay, not okay. Any defund the police it. bull crap it's just that uh uh the the higher crime cities mm -hmm. in our in our you know within our you know 20 mile radius uh gave really good incentives last year for cops Okay. And so a lot of cops transferred. That makes sense. Yeah. A posse. That solves everything's yelling at me about my uh, English. <laughs> Matt Berenger says, it's a posse of cops. Okay, <laughs> you know go. what? That, that could be true because, you know. A Mountie. A Mountie of cops. No, probably not. We're not in Canada. Shut up. But uh, uh, that was pretty I much. I don't know. How close are you? <laughs> uh, fair. I'm, I don't know, half hour in good traffic. I'm not a half hour from anything, but other people I can't understand down south. <laughs> so that was pretty much my week. I mean, that was pretty much. What about you? Another week as as normal. I get to go to another training class this upcoming week. Yay. Is it sensitivity training or actual training? No, this is some application that they're using to try to, um, how, do, how do I say this? Unify Wargaming. Okay. So it's just, again... The, this is a dichotomy part of me is like okay that that's cool i i want to become since i can't do my real job i want to become a little more well-rounded you know uh, you know learn more maybe get that promotion as i understand what you do and i understand what you do and i understand you know kind of kind of thing going on the other part of it seems like they're throwing a hundred things at me at one time where it's like oh want to be a little more well-rounded go to that class do these things go to that other class oh by the way your real job now actually has spun up a little bit <laughs> So I've been I've been fairly busy. It doesn't look like it probably to the people who I actually work with, but I've been fairly busy the last couple of weeks. But yeah, okay. But uh, 
But other other than that, the same old, same old. You know, trying to make some decisions, you know, future decisions in my life right now since we're, you know, June, about halfway through the year here so that I can start uh, figuring out what's going to happen in 2024. Yeah, for other content creators out there, that's what it takes. You kind of have to figure out what you're going to be doing. It's about this time last year when I realized that uh, I was going to be covering a lot of free league this year. Uh, so kind of figuring out what I'm going to do last year. I spilled the beans on a little something, a potential something, but I still haven't talked to you about it. Um, on the chill stream? Yeah, on the chill stream, but it's it's just something I'm thinking about. It's not something that I've decided on. Uh, other than that, no. Um, spending a lot of time doing stupid crap around the house because we have three cats. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's really it. And then again, still playing Satisfactory. You know, it should take Too me an much. hour and a half. Too, I am no, absolutely. I think my wife is even starting to talk about that. Oh, you're playing that again, are you? Shut up, but factory's not done yet. <laughs> Gaming says uh, he's got a free timeshare for a week on the beach. Okay. All right. Just, uh, you know, figure out a way to de- defend yourself from the, from the apparent mob of, of uh, homeless and hooligans. That's weird. I'm meeting more and more people. I mean, look, I think Garthon still does his timeshare. I don't know. Um, we get timeshare there. Man, I, I, everybody I know... It's like, no, man, timeshares are a scam. If you can get on the other end of it, it's great, but uh, yeah, they're a scam. But I'm seeing more and more people using them. So wonder if well, they're less of a scam now or if it's just the only way people can vacation. It's pretty much the, it's pretty much the only way people can vacation. I mean, uh, now people are taking their vacation more. They're, they're doing the whole what employers call quiet quitting and just doing their job. And they realize that vacation time is part of their job. It's part of the compensation for your job along with the money. So they're actually taking them now. So they can, they, they can, you know, take their, their vacation and have some place to go. So I get it. Yeah. We've been talking about not specifically that, but, but uh, you know, everything from like VA benefits to taking time off to people being at work sick and things like that. And you can definitely tell a difference between the, uh, the younger crowd and the older crowd, which I'm right on the cusp of the older crowd like even a year or two after me starts to change but uh yeah it's like back in the day man you you went to sick call and your supervisor is up in your ass you weren't really sick i i've told this story before but i remember getting deviated septum surgery that's surgery and told oh you just did that to get out of an exercise yeah you know you know what i like i I like having a nutcracker inside my my nose you know and i wake up in the middle of it i did uh you know that'd be great you know all the things going i i love that jeepers creepers still um no i I had that i had the deviated septum surgery too and it it, i'd rather go to an exercise yeah right that sucked yeah it sucked i had i had to sleep upright for like three days fucking blue they gave me a percocet i took it one time said i'm never taking that shit again Oh man, I love the Percocet. It's great. Made me loopy. (laughs) Oh no, it didn't make me loopy. It it did all kinds of good things. Yeah, I didn't didn't like it. Um, So I just took the vitamin M. Yeah, but uh, yeah, things like that. I remember you know going to sick call and be like, "Were you really sick?" Yeah, but again, it's like even back being raised. I remember if you're not dying, you're going to school. But I don't feel. I don't care if you don't feel well. A lot of people don't feel well. Go to school. You know, there was none of this staying home nonsense unless you actually vomited on your mom or dad's foot, you know, something like that. Um, so I'm I'm just kind of in that mentality. And, you know, there are a lot of things like in my VA records, I never put in there like the shoulder that's really for like the last year, especially in the last couple of months has been really messing with me. But I know I did it 
when I was in the Air Force, but I never claimed it because you know what? I can still move. Like everything's great, right? Well, as you get older, no. Uh, yeah. And a few other things that, that have happened. Like just, yeah. And it's all because back then it's like, look, pussy, get your ass to work. Or they're all going to laugh at you. Vacation, same thing. Like, oh, really? Do you really need to take vacation for a week? Well, I mean, I get it per year. We'll pay you for it. How about that? We'll, we'll pay you for it. We, we really need you here. You know, and if you're not here, you know, maybe we can get somebody else that will be here. You know, you got all this little veiled threats. Yeah, I, I, I never had that problem. <laughs> well, do, do, are you sure you want to take a vacation? Yes. Well, if, if you take a vacation for two weeks, that just proves we don't need you. Okay, then I'll take severance and a vacation. Yeah, they don't have to give you severance. Well, no, if they fire me, they do. But uh, well, not, at least not as a contract, because I did a lot of contract work. Oh, no, and, I, I didn't do the contract thing. I did the private corporation thing. So, uh, and that's only if it's written into your initial contract. They do not have to give it. And another thing, I used to save up my sick days. I'm oh, no, not my sick days. Sorry, my vacation days. I'd save up my vacation days because there's uh, most companies would give you that also as part of your severance and not have to do that. I had one company say, no, if you quit or we fire you, you're out. Bye. Go get a lawyer if you want. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll give you your whatever paperwork we have to give you so you can sign up for unemployment. Yeah, I left that company pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was I've, I don't want to say I've never been in a position. I mean, I, I used to get paid really well, but uh, I either didn't want to leave the job. I just don't like looking for jobs. So the one thing is I never let somebody tell me I can't take vacation, you know, leave without, how do I say this? If I'm like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going on leave in May. All right. And then May comes, I'm taking leave. Oh, you can't. Well, I'm going to. So, you know, like I put this out there. Everybody knew about, yeah, no, no, no. We got things going on. I don't care. Yeah. If, you know, if I came to you today and said, I'm going to take leave for the next couple of weeks and you're like, hey, we got this big stuff going on. I did a lot of testing and troubleshooting back in the day. And you're like, ooh, this kind of short notice and we really need you for testing and troubleshooting. I'll work with you. But when I say in January, I'm taking leave in May and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, crap, May's coming up. You can't do that. Nope, I'll be gone and you'll have to figure that out. Yeah, that, that happened one time to me when I, when I worked at uh, Frontier Communication in Southfield. I, uh, I signed up for uh thanksgiving week i signed up for that all vacation in uh april march or april like stupid early and it was approved and then the like two weeks before a little less than uh, two weeks before the vacation said oh no we have to cancel you cancel your vacation i'm like uh at, at this point it's not a request it's a <laughs> notification i yeah, won't right. be here i you, hey you can fire me if you want but i won't be here Put me on All the right. schedule, do what you got to do, but yeah, uh, do whatever you got to do, man. But I will not be here between this day and that day. And if if you want to take measures because of it, then eh, fine, do it. I don't care. To be fair, I haven't run into that a lot. The, the worst situation I ran into was when I worked for DISA, of course. Um, and and one was the first time I worked for DISA was kind of the scenario I talked about previously with the whole testing and troubleshooting. Oh, don't take leave thing, uh, which is why when everybody got fired, I was actually on leave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, and then the other time was when I worked for DISA, when the company I worked for said, uh, so what we do is you can't use your vacation time until you've earned it. However, we reset your vacation time at January 1st every year. So what you're saying is I have to take vacation at the end of December or I lose vacation hours. Yeah, kind of. 
just I got angry. This is like, why is everybody from this company taking vacation at the same time? There you go. They're all gone. And, and yeah, and we were like, we don't want to, but this way it has to be it's like, oh, y'all, y'all can't leave it uh, at this time. It's like, well, I'm not losing my vacation time. <laughs> and uh, also, I don't like taking vacation around Christmas anyway, because, you know, work is always a little slower at that point. Right. So well, depending on your job, of course. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And and of, of course, if you want to go anywhere, everyone's going somewhere. It's it's going to be a, a crappy travel experience. Yep. So you know, take take vacation. Like I I took vacation in February. Went went to Florida in February. Number one, it was warm, <laughs> and two, February. Uh, all of the all of the uh, snowbirds are have already gone there and haven't come back yet. So there's no travel in that direction. So it was it, except for the plane getting broken on the way back. But <laughs> other than that, oh, th- this is this is the shirt I got at the uh, uh, the what do you call it? The, at the uh, airport? No, no, the uh, Salvation Army. Oh, okay. I was because we had to stay there an extra day and I was one shirt shy. This was six bucks. All right. My shirt. Six, bucks. six weeks like a year. Man, I work for the government and I and I keep my uh, my higher hours from being overseas because I don't waste them. And I only get 360 hours uh, a year. And then I have user Lewis. Like last year, I had user Lewis. And I had to spread it out. Was it? I had one week off a month <laughs> from September until December. Um, <laughs> basically going to be able to do that again this year too depending uh so that big bonus and then we'll get the real stuff we need to talk about but uh apparently that big bonus that we're supposed to get that was signed by congress and approved by opm they've decided that we're probably not going to get so we have people that are looking for jobs at the va because the va is giving out that bonus air i don't know if it's the air force or if it's maxwell air force base but uh has pretty much been like yeah no but it was a Approved by Congress. Yeah, but it's optional. We don't have to give it to you. It's 18. Well, for my for my grade and stature and so forth, it's eighteen thousand dollars. For my boss, it's like twenty five or thirty thousand dollars. Like you are hurting people's pay. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not taking anything away from you. I, I get it, but it's government. You know how everything in the government is commie and equal and so forth. So uh, people are already looking for jobs at the VA and a couple other organizations uh, in order to get that money. Like that they would can be do an, it. good for them. Oh, they're doing it. <laughs> That's the thing. No, no. If they can get the transfer approved and have it happen, they're good for them. No, it's just taking a new job. That's all it is. Oh, side note. <laughs> and then we'll really get it. Um, so you remember where I worked for 10 years before this, right? The yeah. guy who replaced me quit. That job is open. I can go back to my old position at Ramstein, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I'm debating whether I should apply for it or not. I mean, that's funny. I, my my wife and I have talked about it just momentarily, and, and after this move, I don't know, man. Well, that that's the big thing. Yeah, they're just gonna screw also, you over again. Yeah. Uh, it, also, I don't know anybody there anymore because uh, you know, pretty much like a two year rotation. I've right. been gone for two years, so I, I I don't know any. I don't know exactly all the changes they've made to it. There's a new director, so the guy I work for, I don't know. You know, long story short, all my clout is gone. So I would go there pretty much starting as a new guy, even though I built the entire infrastructure what there. What if? What <laughs> if you're actually like like some grandfather type legend? There's 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 like you know lore about you. The the schlow. It kind of is. I mean, no, no, there, there are people, look, I have met people. So, so where I work now, people from all over the air force, actually the other services come in. I have had people come in and be like, 
John, hey. It's like, man, I don't know what happened after you left, but that place went to hell in a handbasket. I'm like, I know exactly what happened because I kept in contact with them. And I said, let me guess. It stayed okay okay for about six months and then dropped. Like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I said, yeah, I know. I know. And it isn't that time frame. It was, it was a certain personnel. And certain things that I knew were going to happen that I was able to stave off. But yeah, I've had people come in that I, I would know the face of, like I've seen that guy before, but they knew me. So yeah, like, so there's a little bit of that, but I think at this point, most everything I've done out there has either been changed or like I said, that most of the people are gone. Anybody would know me. It wouldn't be directly. So okay. it probably isn't worth it, but I might, I might apply for it. We'll see. <laughs> just, just to see what happens. It's also a demotion for me. I'd keep my pay, but it's a demotion. So why? All right, do they still owe you a ton of money for the move back? Well, not according to them. In fact, one of the things that they owed me, literally on my orders, they said, no, you don't get that. But it's on my orders. Yeah, but you don't qualify for it. But it's on my orders. Well, it shouldn't have been on your orders. I wasn't the one to put it there. You guys approve it. It goes through how many checks and balances to approve, and you approved it through this check, this balance, this other check, this other balance. It took forever, and you approved it. Organization approved to pay for it. The Air Force approved the funding. Everybody approved it. Yeah, you don't get it. I like this one. Only one person ever calls him Johnny. Or and she's dead. Johnny. She's dead. And she's she's not with us anymore. Grandma Schlow. That's it. Yep. I tried calling him one time. The look I got was not good. Yeah. It was not I, it's not a good look. I don't I don't go by Johnny. Um there's also another nickname I had as a kid. So that was on my, my mom's side of the family, my real dad's side of the family. There's another nickname that they had me. Um, we'll just say it's related to um, Robin Hood. That, uh, and there's a reason for it. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't go by that either. So. Name is, most of the time, actually, I go by my last name. Most people who are like my friends call me by my last name. It's just because growing up, there have been like a million Johns. Yeah. So. But there's not a whole lot of slows. No, in fact, hey, there's another one. When I go to the gal uh, global access listing, which includes the entirety of the Air Force, yeah, there's another slow in there. So obviously that person is related to me. Obviously. I have to send him an email like, hey, <laughs> you're related to me. I guarantee you, you're related to me. So. <laughs> I have the same thing with 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 uh, Grissomer. I mean, uh, <laughs> if if you look at uh, if if you look at the at the, you know, online phone book for the entire country. I know there's only five. And I know I'm related to three of them. Like I, I know them, my, my cousins and my, uh, and my uncle's kid from marriage. Is it removed? Is it a step? I don't, I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> but, uh, he, he, he took my uncle's name before my uncle died. So he's a Grissomer, but, uh, and there's, there's two more that I don't immediately recognize, but I'm probably related to them. I mean. Yeah, my, my mind separates at my great grandfather. My great grandfather or great great grandfather came from Germany to to America, yada yada. And then the the line split into three. I come from unfortunately the the wackadoodle side that the other two stay away from. Uh, that's an unfortunate thing, but I I found that out when I was in the Air Force. And uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I know everybody with my last name is related to me. And uh, when I do a Google search on myself, I don't know if it's still true, but when I, when I have in the past, there's one guy who ranks higher than me with my name, and he's some sort of race car driver. It's like, really? Yeah. So well, That's pretty good. No, I need to be on top. I'm the one. <laughs> right. Well, he's a race car driver. He's braver than you are. Just, yeah. Okay, you know what? I joined the military. 
<laughs> the Air Force, if you want to call it the military. <laughs> Not, none of the military can can be called the military anymore. Yeah. That's a Friday night chill stream. Okay. <laughs> I've got I've got comments on that. So Fair. Just we want to thank all of you wonderful people who support us monetarily. Remember, folks, on the Rumble side, in 2023, 100% of donations, membership, super chats, rumbles, whatever they're called over there, rumble rants, that's what they're called. 100% goes to content creators. Whether it's me or it's to some other content creator that you watch out there, 100% Rumble's keeping nothing for 2023. So if you want the best value, go ahead and uh, donate on Rumble. At the same time, hey, Thank you very much for the super chats and for your memberships. And as Crafty would say, tithes here on uh, on YouTube and Twitch and wherever else uh, we have on there. What does it say? Locals and Discord, et cetera, et cetera. But we have nearly 43. Actually, we have over 4,370, I think it is, YouTube subscribers. And we're thankful for each and every one of you. And like I said before, check out the links in the description. All right, let me uh, swap things around here. You're not going to do the video? Or are you going to do it? You can do so the, the long video one or the short one? And, and during, the, during the segment. You that way they can't skip them. Well, I just click with random ones. Okay. Usually, if I do the long one first or the short one second, like you've got three of them, so I'll probably do one long one and then two short ones. Um, why can't I find my. Oh, because oh, I'm losing my mind, I'm telling you. The mind is a beautiful thing to waste. Coco Shuko says that your grandmother lives in your heart. Yeah, she does. The one grandma who took a switch out on me. <laughs> Actually, she made me get the switch. And I learned my lesson. Oh, that's old school. Yeah, you, you, learned, you learned about, uh, about radius and, and geometry pretty quick when yep. you have to pick your own switch. Yep, go get the switch from the apple tree. Okay, so I went and got the smallest one possible. Oh, that was dumb. Yep, when she, well, I shouldn't say the smallest one possible, but it was, it was a tiny one. And when she put that in her hand, it went with that whistle. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> this isn't going to go well for me. And I guess, guess what I never had to do again in my entire life? What was that? Get a switch. Because uh, I learned my lesson from that one. All right, for segment one today, you're looking at that screen and it says skills, but I made a mistake. And I'm going to own up. I'm going to fess up to it right now. Last week, I wasn't supposed to cover skills. So if I seemed a little disjointed, that was why. I wasn't supposed to cover skills, but I did. Because I wanted to wrap it all into one. Because most of it was just about what the changes are. Sure. Uh, the only thing that I probably didn't do as well as I had hoped is... Because, again, you can go watch the Mutant Year Zero video on skills. And it goes into how to roll them and yada yada. Is the domination. And the dominate skill, which affects social... con. Uh, conflict but heathen dog before this stream said no you covered it so we're gonna move on so we're skipping that section and whoop, going into talents we are now going to talk about the talents you can get as a mutant animal in mutant gen lab alpha and what guess what you're not going to find it to be too much different than mutant year zero but we will talk about what some of those differences are when we're ready for that segment in just a moment the core values of hashtag rpgate and any good tabletop group are escapism not representation entertainment over activism and natural organic inclusion not forced diversity please follow that qr code or refer to the description below for the link to the charity we support which is the wounded warrior project thursdays and saturdays you can watch the dirty casuals on twitch.tv slash legion of myth 
Fridays and Sundays, you can watch the Friday Night Chill Stream and RPG Digest on our YouTube and Rumble channels. Please leave us a comment with your thoughts and experiences, and if you like our gaming content, please be sure to subscribe to Legion of Myth. <laughs> I love it. I'm just going to keep it there forever. Um, Alright, so let's look at talents in Mutant Gen Lab Alpha. There's our map. What page are we going to here? We're going to page 54. So it's, I'm guessing it's closer to 58. Oh, I was right. Look at that. Oh. Smokey the Bear. And, and a Chihuahua. No, that's a rat. That, that's what a, something. Chihuahua, a rat, same thing. Actually, you know what that looks like? That, that looks like a picture of the ugliest dog in the world. <laughs> it, it died a couple years ago, but that's what that bitch looked like. That right there. That's gross. It's using a ski pole as a weapon. <laughs> okay, well, all right. So what are talents? Again, a lot of this we talked about when we covered Mutant Year Zero. If you want to know the real deep ins and outs of talents, I suggest checking that video. There's going to be some overlap here, but we're mostly going to talk about what's different, what's specific to Gen Lab Alpha. So talents are tricks. Uh, how, how did I write that? Uh, trick? Well, let's just see what it says here. It's like tricks and tips that your character can do, special abilities your characters can do. Uh, this learning new talent, starting talents. You can choose one talent from your PC at start, and I think we covered that last week when we looked at the rules. If not, well, we're going to look at what they are today. You get three. Now, there are general talents, and anybody can pick a general talent at any point when you uh, level up, so to speak, your character. When you've earned five XP, you can trade the XP in for a new talent. And you can pick a general one, or you can pick one associated with On your, your role. role. You right. cannot pick one associated with another character's role. No. All right. So let's look at what the talents are. Let's start with the other. Now, remember, there were only five roles in this game, and one of them we love so much. It's the best role ever. So really, there are only four roles in this game, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, now... I probably said this last week, but I'm going to say it one more time. Remember, after you go through this prelude episode, if you want to call it that, adventure, and I really think you should. I stress that. I had a few people send me messages like, you don't have to do it. I know, but I think they're important to do because it gives you the history and the background of the game. Play Mechatron, the prelude episode, uh, the, the Gen Lab Alpha, the Elysium, and then get to Mutant Year Zero. Then you understand what's going on in the entirety of the zone and why, it's, why things are happening the way they're happening. But when you do that, this healer right here can be learned by a mutant human or can be learned by a pureblood human. Can't be learned by a robot. But oh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Robot, there's robot docs everywhere in sci-fi. Come on. We'll talk about that when we get into, uh, into Mutant Mechachan in a couple Fine. of weeks. But uh, yeah, so what can the healer do? What are, the, what are the talents? Now remember, most of the talents are based on the character specialist skill. So a lot of these are going to relate back to that. The healer can be a moonshiner, because remember, the healer can brew potions, right? Mm -hmm. And we talked about the four types of potions that the healer can brew. Well, one of them is booze. Well, if you want to be from Appalachia, yeah, I said it. What are you going to do about it? Uh, you have, uh oh hold on here. We're missing, I feel naked without, uh... oh, I feel better now. Uh, you've mastered the art of distilling potent alcohol from plants. If you are his work and successful role of brew potion, I can't talk, brew potion, not potion, creates D6 doses of alcohol. The alcohol can be drunk or used as fuel. Okay. Because wow. you know, 
Uh, <laughs> See, there we go. I was uh, waiting. <laughs> that means the alcohol is, uh, yeah, that'll kill you dead. Well, you know, hey, ethanol, man. You can drink it. Yeah. Uh, you want, might want to cut it with something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. If you've got enough octane to run a car, then you may want to cut it. I don't know if I, I don't. Can he brew? I don't know cranberry juice, something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up to your game master. Uh, but but ultimately, if you remember that uh, alcohol from Mutant Year Zero, alcohol can help in the healing process. Yes. So well, temporarily. <laughs> so, anyway, so but you can use it for fuel, which you know here in in Paradise Valley, it's somewhat important. My God, be incredibly important out in the zone. So that's not necessarily a bad uh, bad talent, but. You could also be a surgeon. What was it called uh, in Mutant Year Zero? Oh, yeah. A bone saw. Notice that Paradise Valley is a little bit more on the high society. Do you go to the bone saw or do you go to the surgeon? Yeah. It's, I know it's which like one I'm going, picking. It's, it's like, you know, going to the doctor or going to the barber. Like, <laughs> I'd rather go to the doctor. Thanks. Thank you very much. So you have learned the art of stopping bleeding and treating severe injuries. Your role is modified by plus two when you roll to heal someone who is broken by damage, but has no effect on any other types of trauma. What well, is? Yeah. What was I that? mean, you're, you're, you're a surgeon. You're not a counselor. Right, right. Exactly yeah. that. Remember, there are four types of damage. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, four types of trauma. Damage, fatigue, confusion, and... Uh, oh, crap. Doubt. And this only works. So strength damage... Is what it works on. But right after that, Keith and Dog's wrong. Well, not wrong for that one, but he's wrong. Because right after that is therapist. Or as Sean Connery likes to say, the rapist. You read <laughs> I remember that, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. For everyone who doesn't remember that, look uh, look on YouTube after you're done watching this and look up SNL, Wheel of Fortune, and Sean Connery. Yeah. And you will come up with a whole bunch of clips that are just comedy gold. Yeah, yeah, uh, SNL Saturday Night Live. That was back right at the end of when it was good. Yeah. Uh, but you read others like an open book, and you have natural ability to make them open up to you. Your oh, role wait. is more. It's not Wheel of Fortune. It's a uh... uh, Jeopardy. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry, Jeopardy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, your role is modified by plus two, and you roll to heal someone who is broken by confusion or doubt, but not by damage. Okay, sure. makes sense. It's funny he can't heal fatigue at all because apparently that is weird, right? You... You should be able to heal fatigue. I mean, does that does alcohol do that? <laughs> Maybe. Well, it, it's the reason why it's it's funny to me is because Forbidden Lands one does fatigue and damage, the other one does like what the ther therapist here does, which is doubt and confusion. So it was kind of surprising when I went back and looked at this again that it wasn't like that. But you know, it's up to it's you know your game. You can change it as you want, but you know, reading the rules here. But those are the three. You can pick one of those starting talents as the healer. And none of them are bad, depending on what you're doing in the zone and how sorry, you're not in the zone yet, what you're doing in Paradise Valley and how your group is built. Sure. Personally, I, I would say that uh, the Moonshiner would would uh, be able to heal doubt and confusion because alcohol really takes away doubt and confusion. It's you temporary, though, shit, but you don't doubt it <laughs> <laughs> and you're not confused. You're, you know exactly what you're going to do. It's dumb. But there you go. So what do you think my thoughts are on this as the therapist? Um, that's a couple's counselor. Yeah, you know how much I like monkeys, right? Yeah, so I know monkeys, how much you like monkeys uh, and, uh, and 
couples counseling is is the is the worst kind of therapist because they always take sides. <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah, no, I, we don't. We're impartial. No, you're not. Shut shut the fuck up. No, you're not. Yeah, we side with the woman. Uh, ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, that's, that's true. So the hunter's talents. Now you can be a boyer. That's pretty simple. You can yeah. make bows and slings. Yep. Now you must roll at least two successes to build a durable weapon. If you only roll one success, the weapon is only good for one use. Very similar to the scrapper's ability to get a tool. So sure. you're going to want to make sure that uh, that you, if you only get one success, that you might have to push your roll in order to, to make the weapon. You're going to, you know, tire yourself out. You can get some finger cramps or something, but you're going to want to do that to have a, a better weapon. Or if you just need it for one time use, like, ah, I need a sling for whatever reason it can only work once and i found you know a backpack strap and you want to make it out of that fine you know do what you got to do but the cool thing is is you can make a ranged weapon okay and this game does not get into the pedantry of did you get the right type of string remember this is not a simulationist game and you know, we were talking was on the friday night chill stream or maybe it was a discussion i had other time in the week where like what Heathen Dogs can be talking about later with Palladium Books, it is a cinematic game to some degree, but it's definitely more simulationist than this. There are some people out there that's like, if you don't have the exact type of uh, softened wood, you can't find it, then you can't do anything, you can't make a bow, blah, blah. Sure, that's great for the real world. Playing a game, folks. Mm -hmm. You're playing a game in a post-apocalyptic setting, and you're playing a game with uh, mutant animals and robots, sentient robots. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Skinner. When you kill a monster, you can use a knife to skin it. This will produce a piece of armor with an armor value. Oh, nice. Equal to the monster's armor, but no higher than six. The skin doesn't cover your entire body. But oh. if you come across like an armadillo or something, you could become your very own Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Just strap it on and there you go. The skin also has the same gear bonus when rolling to endure severe cold. Oh, it's warm too. That's nice. And then finally, we have Trapper. You've mastered the art of setting traps and snares. I see a lot of people in like Dungeons and Dragons hate it when rangers do stuff like this. I don't understand. I mean, when, when, when you're traveling from one place to another, having someone who can hunt and provide food just means you have to carry less crap. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, they're using, you know, nobody's going to step in a bear trap. A bear does. You know why? Because it's called a bear trap because it works. Okay. Well, I'm talking about using it as like a form of combat. Oh, oh, it's yeah. A, well, no, you, you hide it enough and, and you, you make someone chase you. And they'll, they'll, it, it's they'll like game masters. And to, to be fair, I, I can look in my past and I remember having some eh about things like this as well. But it's like game masters don't want the characters to prepare. No, I just want you to run blindly into my combat. You know, the reason you can only have one troll attack the party is because you don't allow them to prepare or you're surviving or, or surprising them. Guess what? If they know that they're going to go fight a family of trolls or a tribe of trolls, whatever the hell a pack of trolls is called, a murder of trolls. <laughs> uh, that sounds fair. And they prepare for it. Why? They probably can take on 10 yeah. trolls. They'll have lots of Molotov cocktails. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll set up a pit trap with, uh, with spikes in the bottom. You know, all, all kinds of devious stuff that, that, will, that will win them the game and, and make them feel great and pat themselves on the back. And they had fun. Exactly. Why not do that? 
Exactly. But I, but I see a lot of game masters like they, they almost punish the characters for preparing. And by the way, for anybody who says this, I've been talking about that concept in a few different videos. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Not for a game that I'm in, but for things that I've been seeing recently online. So anyway, uh, note the number of successes you roll. Setting a trap takes a few minutes. Whoever walks into the trap must roll move to avoid setting it off. Remember, move is just a generic. It's yeah. everything. It's it's your yeah, it's dodge, it's stealth, it's it's whatever. Uh, if the victim fails to roll, he suffers damage equal to the number of successes you rolled for a damaging trap or becomes trapped and must roll forced to get out with a negative modifier equal to the number of successes you rolled. So if it's just an ensnarement trap, just trying to capture him, you know, like uh, like Han Solo and, and uh, was it uh, Chewbacca and all them in Return of the Jedi? Oh, the whole uh, the whole net trap. Yep, the whole net trap thing. You just yep. want to catch him. Well, in order for him to get out, you need to have R two D two with a saw blade that rolls more successes than you rolled to set the trap. Right now, uh, to to talk about it more mechanically, uh, l let's say the Ewoks rolled uh, rolled five successes when making that trap. You know, mm -hmm. they helped each other and and they they got five successes total on that trap. Well, no one had a a a force or strength or whatever of five. Of, of five dice so they could not get five successes but r2d2 comes along he's got gear he's got a buzzsaw adds dice now they can get out and they did mm -hmm. 18 <laughs> <laughs> all right where are we we're on number three here the warrior's talents oh side note foreshadowing here i am going through all of the talents here for gen lab alpha i'm not sure if we did that for mutant mechatron i will not be doing i'm sorry uh mutant year zero i will not be doing that for mutant mechatron the reason being is because uh, let's say there are a lot more roles in mutant mechatron and it would take a long time to go through each and every one of these so this is a good opportunity for you to look and see what all the talents are for a specific uh role happen to be and you can compare to how they relate to the other games as well so the warrior's talents, remember what the warrior's special skill was? No. That was the one where you can measure enemy. Oh. Okay. Look at the enemy and see how he fights. Ah, I gotcha. I can do this. Well, now the warrior can stonewall Jackson. You have mastered the art of defending yourself against multiple enemies at the same time. A very, very useful ability to have. By positioning yourself so they can't take advantage of their numbers. You can defend against close combat attacks any number of times in the same turn, but only once per attack. Normally, you can only do it once. Mm -hmm. However, you lose your own action in that term. turn. So effectively what you're doing, let's use palladium terms. because yeah. You're going full defense, using up all your actions in order just to not get hit. Uh, it's awesome, though, because you're not losing dice. And you roll for each one of those attacks to defend against them. Well, hopefully your buddies are coming in to save you. Now, if your buddies aren't coming to save you, you're probably going to have to take a few licks and punch back. But you know. sure. Yeah. But I mean, if everyone's attacking you, that means they're not attacking your friends and your friends are free to stab in the back. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, weapon maker. You can build simple melee weapons like knives, spears and clubs. Weapon making requires access to raw materials like scrap or wood. Notice it again, doesn't get specific about it. No. just says scrap or wood. A few hours of work and a successful roll for measure enemy. That's the special skill. You must roll at least two successes, same as what we read before about the bow. Right, right. For a durable weapon, one success for a one-time use weapon. Weapon master. You practice with your weapons for hours every day and know exactly how to use it to inflict maximum damage. 
pick a weapon from the list of melee weapons on 77. Uh, my suggestion is take a, take a weapon you actually have. <laughs> don't save up for the artifact chainsaw in case you don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. You may, Pie uh, in the sky is not for you right now. Right. Keep it down to earth. You may choose unarmed combat, claws and fangs. When using your weapon of choice, the weapon damage is increased by one point. Now, it might not sound like a lot, but remember, if you've got a weapon that does two points of damage, you just upped it to three. They have to roll the armor versus that, and we're going to... Uh, I don't know how well we covered it in Year Zero, so we might talk about it again next week, but uh, you, you roll that armor. That point is actually, theoretically, that's a one in six chance that somebody has to defend against that point. Because remember, it's not an automatic... Oh, I have three points armor. I automatically reduce the damage by three. No, you just, it just means you roll three dice and you have to get sixes. So that extra point of damage is actually pretty darn good. And then if you have extra successes on top of that, for each extra success, if you do three damage, you know, with you with your bonus, now you got four, five, six. You could you could one shot somebody. Sure. Uh, wait, uh, aren't some uh, of these of these uh, Year Zero engine games flat damage reduction when it comes to armor? Yeah. Um, Alien, I think, is like that. I want to say it's the either the newer ones created or the sci-fi games that are like that. I haven't actually gone through. When you were reading Vason, did you pay attention to that? To uh, how to how it? No. Okay. No. No problem. I, I off off the cuff, I want to say that the old version, like the original version of the Year Zero engine, did that, but the more modern version kind of streamlines it a little bit better. But it might also be a difference between more fantasy style setting versus a sci fi setting. I'd have to actually dive into that more. Okay. But yes, Alien, Coriolis, and so forth. The the damage is a flat reduction. Okay. Uh, you may learn this talent multiple times for different types of weapons. So this is the AD and D weapon specialization. Sure. So every five experience points, you could you could theoretically master a new weapon. Yep. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, the greatest, greatest talents of all time. Let's see it. Death visions. You have a dark soul. You can see the deaths of others before they happen. You can use scry in a different way. You can predict that an NPC of your choice will die during the ongoing session. Remember, uh, here is here it is again. More, more. Throw the. I kept it here. <laughs> I kept it here for a reason. I know it. Hold on, I got I got it in biggin. And up oh, where's solo layout? There you go. And you can get this shirt on the Legion Myth Redbubble store. Link in the description below, and a whole bunch of other shirts as well. Like this RPG Digest here. There you go. All right. Uh, so I, I, this, this whole uh, class, the Seer, it is riddled with screw you game master mechanics. You, you're not the boss of me, bitch mechanics. That's exactly what, what the Seer does. And I hate it. I hate well, especially, it. did you read the next sentence? No. Uh, if you're rolling successful, the GM must make your prophecy come true, Whatever. if at all possible. And no, yeah. no, no, the, no. See, I, no. I have a problem with that. You know, the, again, this is where the story gaming or players are in control of all the stuff. No, I, I'm not saying that it's about dicking the, the, the players. This class would have been much less reprehensible to me if it had been like the game master works with the player or um, the game master gives the character the scry. 
Yes, yes. I mean, uh, uh, every other game that has the the precognitive or scry abilities, the game master comes up with the visions. In this game, for some idiotic reason, the player dictates the future of the game to the game master. That is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, the next part of this is something that, again, a long time ago, I used to like. You can use this ability to kill your enemies, but nature has a tendency to restore balance. The risk is that you or someone you really care for will suffer some great calamity too. This is the same thing. There, I understand. Well, but this is the same thing as screwing somebody over with a wish spell. Yeah, I, I, you know, that was funny when I was seventeen. I don't like it today. Like that. That so, basically, once again, as we said last week using the heathen dog mentality here is you're turning the game master into an asshole. Oops, sorry. Uh, into, into a jerk. Yeah. You're making him be a jerk to you and to, every, or, or to everyone else because you're, you're dictating his actions. And in this instance, his action has to be retribution. Has to be sure. You can, you can make someone die and it'll, it'll solve your problem now, but you're, you're going to cause a problem later on. But you get to blame the Game Master because the Game Master did it. The fact that you made him do it is meaningless to the players. Because players no, are No, bad. I only said that the bad guy was going to die. You're the one that added in that our contact who is going to pay us for the for the, uh, for the resistor, for the mission, uh, you know, he died as well. That's on you. You didn't have to be a dick about it like that. You could have just had somebody over there just... Mm-hmm. Just up and die. Yeah, but that then that wouldn't be a detriment, now would it? Yeah, I, I, I theoretically I like the concept of the seer, except for everything to say that the game master loses the control. I yeah, and no, and, I, and and I don't even have his. Um, I I'm not on his level. Mentality. Yeah, yeah. As far as you know, uh, I like the Very. idea of player agency. I like the idea of. Uh, of seeing where things are I'm more sandboxy, not exa- not full sandbox, but I'm more sandboxy. But no, in this case, it goes too far. All right, enough enough whining about that. Though. Uh, well, you're right. You don't want to get into a pissing contest with the GM, but that but it's it's almost asking you to do so. <laughs> Sudden visions. You don't need extensive rituals to foretell what is to come. Visions of the future can affect you at any time. Remember when I said last week that, oh, it doesn't always, there's an exception to the rule having to take all day or whatever to do. Here you go. You can scry at any point during the game session. It counts as an action. That's it. Great. As the vision takes hold of you and renders you unable to do anything else, you are not allowed to roll scry again before the event in your vision has come to pass. Using scry without a ritual ritual modifies your roll by minus two, even with this talent. Oh my still, god! You know what I would do? Hmm. Just be, if 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 he was scrying like like all the time and dictating the entire story to me, I'd be like, okay, you, you want to roll your sudden vision? Okay, you you scry the moment of your death. Yeah, but the player determines the scry, though. By the rules, I'm just saying, yeah. By the, okay, okay, watch, watch this, watch this. You you scry something that will come to pass. I I say, yes, it will come to pass, but I make sure it doesn't for years. You'll never use scry again. Yeah, I think that there's... Uh, didn't we talk about it last week? There's like a, a ruling in there where it's like 24 hours or some crap like that. I, I forget what to look back at. It doesn't say that in sudden vision. <laughs> 
And then finally, Totem Maker. Now this one I kind of like. You can build amulets, talismans, and icons that help you focus when you scry. Making a totem takes a few hours and requires access to some sort of raw material and a successful scry roll. Note the number of successes you roll. When you use the item to scry, your roll is modified with the same number. A totem can only be used once, and you can only use one totem at a time. Oh. You, can, you cannot combine a totem with sudden visions. A ritual is necessary to use the totem. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a one-time scry gear. I've seen game masters actually use this for pretty much anything, almost like a magic item, almost like a focus for mage, where, sure. uh, listen, oh, I will bless you, and one time your attack will be better, and I've actually seen, and I think it's a neat idea, where, okay, you can pick whichever attack it is, but you're going to get plus two to that attack or plus one, or whatever the game master says. Um, so it's like a one-use one tone, like, with this special bullet, it will strike true, you know, things like that. Basically, the ability to create enhanced slash magic items, but, but one-shot items. that's how I read it, but... No, 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 no. I, I'm, what I'm saying is I've seen game masters oh. do that. That's not how it's written here. Okay. But, I, but I've seen it go beyond the, the totem thing, and in that regard, I'm like, you know what, that... Okay, now I will let a... Uh, a, a seer be in the game without all the other abilities take this talent <laughs> like but uh yeah uh just just as something out there for folks to look at and you know consider differently than what's just written that's oh wait, i thought that was it oh no we got scavengers sorry these are in alphabetical order aren't they mm. uh yeah then there's general so scavengers hideout you don't care this is gonna seem very similar to the scrapper sure you don't carry all of your stuff around instead you keep some of it in a secret hideout you have, okay. you have to decide where it is and let the GM know. If you go to your hideout, your scavenge roll is modified by plus two. If you lose your carried horde, you do not have to roll to gather... I'm sorry, you do not have to roll to gather a new one. All you need to do is go to your hideout. That's a little different than the uh, this uh, scavenger, because the scavenger keeps... Every, I'm saying not scavenger, the scrapper, because the scrapper keeps everything on him. But this one's like, you know what? I lost all my stuff. As long as I can go back home, I got my stuff back again scrounger you know how to pack your stuff so it doesn't take much space and your pack becomes easy to carry you can base your carrying capacity on wits instead of strength and you're probably like what well that's because no, the wits makes... wits is the scavenger's primary it's, it's scavenger's main main trait sure like key and, attribute uh, to use the game term yeah yeah and you know the we, we everyone got a, a little bit of of that training in the in the military where you know you pack efficiently oh yeah especially with mobility gear yeah oh yeah and then the weapons collector. You are fascinated by weapons and gather as many as you can find. When trying to find a weapon of any kind in your horde, your scavenge roll is modified by plus two. Okay. So there you go. Again, very similar to the scrapper from Mutant Year Zero. Sure. And then there are gen uh, general talents. We covered these with Mutant Year Zero. They're generally the same. Uh, comfort eater. You find comfort in eating. When you eat, you regain one level of strength and one level of instinct. Wait, what's instinct? You also oh, well, get fat and no one likes you. You get fat and no one likes you. It's empathy for humans. By the way, just a reminder to folks, if you want to see a character creation, I have a full-on character creation video. It'll be in the description of this video uh, where I create Fanny 05, a uh, scavenger squirrel. Yep, she was a scavenger and a squirrel. So, uh, nine lives. Let's read that because, you know, that sounds very animal-like, right? No matter how bad things look, you always manage to get through them by the skin of your teeth. When you suffer critical injury, you may switch the D66 roll so the ones becomes the tens. And essentially, basically, you just roll the dice and yeah, you, flip you flip them. It. Yep, you flip them if you, you know, so you can get the lower result. 
Now, if your attacker has a talent Slayer, the effects negate each other and the critical injury is rolled normally. Because Slayer flips it to the benefit of the attacker. Sure. And let's pick one more. Let's, let's pick one more. Uh, throwing arm. Your wanderer. We got yeah, Rocket wanderer. Raccoon. You, you want Wanderer? Around, 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 around. Okay, we'll do Wanderer. Your feet, or paws, and legs are hardened after many long treks. Your roll is modified by plus two and you roll to endure long walks. That's fine, I guess, but why would I want to blow a talent on that? That seems weird. I haven't run the game enough to come into a situation to justify it, but I'm sure there are these. I mean, Paradise Valley isn't just a one block area. Well, yeah, yeah, but it specifically says long walks. It yeah. doesn't say cold climate, doesn't say hot climate, doesn't say uh, uneven terrain type thing. You know, no, mountain no long climbing, walks whatever. are when you go for more than I think it was what, four hours, if I remember mm. correctly. Uh, okay. I have to look up the rule again, but so this is definitely something that would be after Escape from Paradise Valley because that's a mutant human. Sure, this is probably a mutant human. Could just be a burned human. That could be a, a human from Mutant Elysium. Either yeah. way, it's after the fact. Uh, and more freaking monkeys. Stop with the monkeys. It's an ape. I don't care. It's a freaking monkey. All right. So with that, th that's general use of talents. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about talents, I don't know if you started any chat. Uh, uh, oh, I did not. But uh, I didn't see a lot flying by either. Talents are just those little, little extras that you get. And remember, only... Let's say there are two scavengers in the group. You should start with two different uh, talents. The reason is, is it's supposed to be your stick. It's supposed to be the thing that you can do. It's supposed to start you off individualistic. So, you know, take that as you may. I, I like that conceptually. Just And also remember, you can't learn talents from another. Uh, you can't learn the role-based talents from another role, but you can learn all of them from your role and then the general talents. If we have no questions, comments, concerns. We'll just throw that up on the screen. Say uh, subscribe. Leave your comments in the description below. Hope you like that. Uh, next thing we're going to be talking about. What are we talking about next? We are talking about, oh yeah, animal powers. Yes. Well, that's going to be different than mutations. So we'll probably spend a little bit of time on that. So I uh, look forward to seeing you then. Uh, and... Get this dumb monkey back on the screen. It's a stupid hat he's wearing, too. All right, for our next segment, we're going to talk about the animal powers. That's right, released, Jan released. Hold on, hold on, we're starting that over again. I can't talk today, apparently, so uh, we're you just going to talk every day. I know, it's getting worse and worse. You should see me on Friday. <laughs> Could say, I don't even have a script or anything there. All right, for the next video, the next segment, we are going to talk about animal powers. That's right, release your inner beast. And uh, look like, was it uh, the raccoon, fox, whatever it is on the screen there, the bear. I'm going to go with the rat. I'm going to be the little mouse on there. That's my bestial power is to be a little mouse. Can that be a bestial power? We are about to find out. They are different than the mutant year zero mutations, but they're used functionally similar if not dare say the same instead of mutation points you have feral points but other than that if you remember how to use mutations in mutant year zero 
you've got a good idea already of how to use the animal powers in Mutant Gen Lab Alpha. We believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds. The focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of Hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national, nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax-deductible donation. Join us Thursday and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash legionofmyth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Here on our YouTube channel, you can watch these game-related segments live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Time, or check out the Friday Night Chill Stream, where our panel of guests opine, comment, and editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. Please like this video and leave a comment to appease the algorithm gods. Share this video on your favorite social media platforms to help us peer out of the shadows cast over us. And if you have not done so already, please subscribe to Legion Myth for more tabletop RPG goodness. All right, let's start with our favorite monkey with his dumb hat. <laughs> He's even got mittens on. Come on. He's got a dumb hat and dumb mittens. We're going to call him Mittens. <laughs> mittens, the, mittens the ape. Mittens the monkey. All right. Your animal powers are what separate you from humans. They are the legacy of your feral self, the untamable animal. You choose two animal powers during character creation. I already noticed something a little different between this and Mutant Year Zero, because how many powers did you start off with Mutant Year Zero? You just had one mutant power, right? One. You could technically start with more, but yes, uh, the, the core is one. And these will remain with you for the full course of the game. Why? Right. Because you're an animal. You don't, I mean, yeah, unless you get declawed or something. It's a, <laughs> okay, whatever. I, you know, I, sometimes when you look at these sentences, you're like, that's dumb, but you have to remember what players try to do at the table. Well, you have to remember that they have a, <laughs> they have a sticker on, on uh, lawnmowers that says, do not reach underneath when in operation. <laughs> that is true. So, yes. as long as stuff like that exists in the world, I'm not, I'm not surprised at any of this. Animal mutants are more stable than human mutants of Mutant Year Zero, and thus do not degrade or develop new powers. There are a total of 21 animal powers in the game listed below. The wow. table also states which type of animals can have the various powers. Remember, your animal type does matter. Uh, did we show that last week, the chart? Not, we'll definitely show it today. Yep. Uh, as well as if the powers are reactive, which is an R or an enhancing effect. Uh, this is how, normally powers work like actions. However, an enhancing effect isn't its own action. It, it, it helps another action. A reactive power can actually be used outside of the initiative order. It's literally reacting to something that's happening to you. Right. So that, that's the difference there. Some powers have special, uh, several effects. These powers are described in detail. Chapter. Now, when you... Oh, they see, there we go. I did get it from here. <laughs> when you release your inner beast and use an animal power, no one can stop you, just like mutations. Can't be stopped. It's going to work. 
do you remember all the drawbacks from trying to do that with your mutations though like uh, it, you you could uh you could hurt yourself you yeah, could yeah. So, lose your mutation spending yeah. spending mutation points is inherently dangerous Risky. yes all you need are feral points here now and again uh, i've seen people just say we use mutation points across the board the book calls them feral points however you want to do it uh, you get as many feral points. You have animal powers at the beginning of each session of play. Again, just like mutation points. You gain extra feral points by pushing when you perform an action. You can save unused feral points to the next gaming session, but you can never have more than 10 of them. Again, everything there should look the same to you. In conflict, activating an animal power is normally counted as an action. This does not apply to reactive or enhancing powers. Feral effects. Using animal powers is not without risk, because why Why would I be able to be an animal and use my animal stuff without Yeah, I know, right? Why is this a risk? I, I can almost understand the mutant power thing, right? I almost understand, because it's technically unnatural. But you're, you're half animal, half human, purposefully. They purposefully made you this way. This isn't some random mutation. This is purpose. This is on purpose, right? So why is it that every time you use your animal side powers, you can get a drawback. Well, I it feel that this sense. game, the the creators of this game played too much Werewolf the Apocalypse. Yeah, gross. Because when you unleash the beast, there's a risk you might lose control of the human side of your nature for a short or longer period, maybe even permanently. There are many stories in the Paradise Valley about animal mutants who have lost themselves to the beast and never recovered. When you use an animal power, you roll a number of base dice equal to the feral points you spend. Remember, if you use an ability and you use that one feral point worth of power, we'll look at them in a moment, just because uh, some probably take more than one to activate. But however many points you spend, that's what you roll in dice, because you're not rolling dice for any other reason. The, the power automatically works. You don't have to roll right. for success. It just works. So you what you roll for, just base dice to determine... Well, what happens on the chart? And again, that mutant year zero chart was no joke. So we roll base die to see what happens. Um, if you roll a bane, which is a one on a base die, your inner beast takes over completely. You lose both your ability, ability to speak and to use tools. You're not even as good as a monkey anymore. And you must either flee or go berserk. Your choice. If you flee... You must attack anyone trying to stop you until you find a place where you can be alone. If you go berserk, you must attack everyone within near range, friend or foe, in close combat. The effect lasts for, what's this? Oh, a D6 hours. Wow. This isn't even like some sort of berserker battle rage. This is just like, you yeah. are animal man now. Yeah. Or until you're broken, someone knocks you out. Yep. Basically it. That's great. Two, hey, you know, at least I didn't roll a bane, right? Your animal side takes over and you totally lose focus on what you are doing. Instead, you express a typical animal behavior for your species. All right, furries, this is where you get to play your little furry stuff. Such as licking your fur if you're a cat or scurrying away with some food if you're a rat. Very embarrassing. The effect lasts for D6 minutes. You refuse to take commands from others during this time. Sure. What if I'm a well-trained dog? Nope. <laughs> You temporarily, oh, three. You temporarily lose your capacity for advanced thinking. This means you lose the ability to speak, as in outline number four below, but you're also completely unable to use tools. You also lose the ability to use the comprehend skill. 
and it lasts for a d6 hours but at least you know you're not licking yourself or whatever yeah. four you lose the ability to form human words and can only communicate through primitive animal sounds so this is where you can get the people barking at the table great yeah uh you can still use all your skills to simulate this effect, you as a player should also stop speaking, other than to describe your actions. Thanks for the role-playing hint. <laughs> the effect lasts D6 hours. Jesus Christ, none of this sounds good. Five, your animal side is completely suppressed and your human side takes over. This means you lose all of your feral points and are unable to gain more. You can push as usual, but won't gain any feral points. You cannot use the dominate skill. The effect lasts a D6 hours. By the way, after I read the last one, I have a clarification to make because I didn't I didn't state it properly. But the last one here. Now this is a success. You connect with your inner beast, and for a moment it acts in perfect harmony with your human side. You regain the feral points you just spent and can immediately, in the same turn, activate the same power again. With the same purpose as the first time, or another, or, or and, another. and make this roll again. I'll pass. Thanks. <laughs> right now, uh, let, let me let me bring this back because there's one thing I didn't clarify. When you roll those base dice, uh, let's see. Yeah, base dice equal number of fair points. If you roll one or more ones, I didn't clarify this point. You have to roll ones, then you roll on this chart. But the thing is, one or more ones, right? So the more the more feral points you use, the more chance you get to roll a one. So what's the yeah. what's the opposite? What what's the good point of rolling more feral points? Because you you don't have to roll more than one, right? Because it, it's going to work. Mm -hmm. Your power is going to work. So what's the point of rolling several? Well, well, when we when we read the powers, we'll okay. take a look at that. Uh, and the. Honestly, I don't remember off the top of my head if some of them get more powerful as using um, by using more feral points. And little note here: if you combine uh, mutant gen lab alpha with mutant year zero, mutation points and feral points are completely interchangeable. Fair. Hi, kitty. Um, Gross. <laughs> see, do, 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 do. reactive powers, enhancing powers. I already kind of talked about those. NPCs and powers. Animal powers for NPCs are handled in the same way. Feral points. Okay. Do you okay? Unlike and uh, PCs, NPCs don't have individual feral points. Same as the mutant points. Okay. So we're gonna start looking at. But before we do that, yeah, I didn't think so. Good. We're gonna look at the list. The list is twenty-one different powers that you can have, which I think is more than the or sorry, less than the number of mutations that are out there for mutant year zero. And mutant year zero, it says that only one person can have a mutation at least to start the game. Every character should have a different mutation. This one's a little different. If you want the amphibian uh, animal power, well, in order to have that, you have to be a reptile. Sorry, a moose cannot be an amphibian. Cannot be an amphibious moose. I know, right? Moose and squirrel. I want to be a tri-breed. You cannot be a jackalope. Because no. you can be a rabbit, but you cannot have antlers. Okay, you see how this is working? If you yep. want antlers, you have to be a moose. Now... You want to be a climber, though. Well, cats climb, rats climb, apes climb. That makes sense. And also remember, it's only showing the core. Yeah, there animal here. You know, under moose, there's deer, there's yeah. whatever. You know, there, there's all that stuff. And and under ape, there's gorilla, monkey. You know, whatever. So yeah, it's just the the main uh, species. Right. 
All right, so let's look at well, let's look at the list here real quick. Amphibian antlers, burrow climber. All right, all right, pick two that you want to look at. I'm gonna pick okay. two also, but uh, pick fast two you want to look at. Reflexes. Okay. Uh I'll scroll down when you're ready. Scroll down, please. Uh natural armor and sixth sense, because that that sounds like uh something a seer would take and it was probably gonna break the game even more. Oh, so you want three? Yeah. It's six sense, natural armor. What was the first one? A fast reflex. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do tail and then maybe one more. Okay, because tail probably is people are gonna be like what? <laughs> All right, so fast reflexes should be over here. Burrower climber, fast reflexes. Your reflexes. Oh, by the way, let's first go back up here. Sorry, um, I want to show who can take fast reflexes. Who? What types of animals have fast reflexes? Well, cats because they attack things. Okay, rabbits because they don't want to be attacked, and reptiles. A lot of people don't know that, but reptiles are freaking fast. Oh yeah, definitely. In terms of reflexes. Yes. Yes. So, um, all right. So back down here, your reflexes are far quicker than what any human is capable of. You can activate this power before you roll for initiative. Every feral point you spend increases your initiative score by okay, two. Okay, there we go. There it is. More feral points equals go first more. Okay. Yes. But it's also more more chance to roll a one. So Yes. Man, I if I were if I were playing these these uh these year zero games, I would not ever use my mutant power or my feral power. There's too much downside to it. Yeah. You also don't get a lot of them. No. There's, there's too I, I generally agree with that, and I've worked on tweaking. I don't run the game enough to really spend a lot of time on it, but it is one of the things where it's like, I still want those detriments to be there, but it's kind of like, you know, how we talk about, still a tangent here, but it's kind of like how we talk about with Palladium with the Rift's Ultimate book, where we think that the negative attributes are just too... Too, too detrimental, yeah. Right. Conceptually, I like it, but wow, it's like, if you have a three, you just make a new character. Like, yeah, what's I mean, the point of even being that list of, of of rolling, you know, from one, two, three, four. The only the only thing that's good is six. Five is acceptable in most cases, but one, two, three, and four are freaking horrible. Yeah. Just horrible. If you can roll it, your character should be viable. Like, yeah, I get it. A three is going to be a detriment of some sort, but your character should be viable. If you can roll it, otherwise just remove it from the list of being like all characters must start with a six or higher, you know, something. Anyway, I, I kind of feel similarly about this here where it's like, I want to tweak this because I want these detriments here. I want you to be able to turn into an animal, but dang it, you roll those dice and you spend those fair points. It's not going to happen every single time you use the power, but you're talking a 15% chance for every die you roll. If you're rolling two dice, like I want, just we're looking at it, so we'll just go this. I want a plus four to my initiative. I really need to go first. That's still not guaranteeing you to go first. You could roll a one, and the opponent could roll a six, and you spend those two feral points. That's two dice. That's a thirty-three percent chance that you got something bad about to happen to you. So, anyway, somebody's going to correct me on my math on that one because of how statistics work. But get over it. Uh, all right. Uh, what was the next one you said? I think it was something below. You said, was that just all a picture? Oh, no, there were things here. Hunter Instincts, Jumper. I forget what the other two you said were. Did you say, like, Nocturnal? Nope. Nope. Uh, natural Armor, Poisonous Bite. You did say Natural Armor? Yep. Okay. Natural armor. You have a protective shell or hard scales to protect you against damage. You can activate this power when you suffer damage from an external attack. 
But um, not when pushing on red flag. What's that? Red flag. I have to activate the armor that's already on my body. Screw you, game. This oh, this is this is reactive, but activating yeah. it. Well, what? There's no activation. Yeah, I think it's a bad use of words. Well, no, no, because you have to spend a feral point. See that that's another thing. I have to I have to spend a feral point for for my skin to work. Screw you, game. Try so again. the way the way it was described to me is it's not you're not using. So let's think of an armadillo. You're standing up, or a teenage mutant ninja turtle, right? You're standing up. You're fighting. Yeah, I'm I'm doing my melee attacks. In order to do it, you're basically using the feral point not to have the armor just work, but to turn your back so you hit your back so you, and then you turn back around. I know it's kind of a weak explanation, but it's it it's not it's not about activating the shell itself. It's about getting it into position and being able to use it during the fight. That that explanation works for shells, but for tough hide or scales, it falls apart. Cuz scales are everywhere on a on a rep, on a reptile. I mean, oh no, there's their belly. Dude, I'm not, when I'm in a fight, I'm protecting the area that's not armored, dumbass, all the time. That's just that's just 101 right there. And if if you're a, if you're a bear or an elephant, you have tough hide. It's all over your body. There is no activating it. I don't get this. So the 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 other way that it works is that it automatically reduces. Remember, it doesn't fail. Yes, but so, you still have to spend one point. You cannot spend more than one feral point to reduce damage. Uh, suffer damage during attack. Blah, blah, blah. The damage is then reduced by one. Yep. Okay, you spend one feral point, you and you get to flat out reduce the next damage yes. you take by one. Yes, that is weak sauce. It it is is mm. not worth the this juice is not worth the squeeze when you consider how feral points are used i have to think about this one in terms of its usefulness i think it is useful because again and how combat works also comparing it with mutation points i'm trying to think of the mechatron ones yeah i i would i would like to be able to spend more i think that's the big thing for me isn't anything other than this except for that last sentence you cannot spend more than one feral point to reduce damage if i want to waste all my feral points to stop a blow let me do it i mean let me blow my wad that that's the part that's the problem that i have yeah i i that that is a problem but my of course my main problem i've already said is that spending feral points to activate something that is on your body no matter what is ridiculous to me i mean there is some like like you said for a shell there is some logic to that i'll give you that but for for just general tough hide from uh from a bear or an elephant or something like that it's it's all over there's no activating it it should just be yeah but but you're you're asking in terms of game mechanics you're 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 asking for an automatic that would effectively give you an automatic damage reduction every round which would be too powerful so if you want the damage, the actual just automatic guaranteed damage reduction, gotta spend the feral point. Yeah. I I, I mean I I get what you're saying, but yeah, it's I, the only way I wouldn't can... get it because like I said, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And the the last one was uh crap, what was it? Six cents. Six cents, yeah, yeah. The the screw you seer ability. Yep. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, what I caution people with this, uh, especially when you go into the comments and so forth, is that remember this game isn't a simulation; it is a game. And I, I agree with what Heathen Dog's saying conceptually, and I have some reservations about it as well. I think I've anybody who knows me knows that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: After the Bomb is a game I really enjoy. I like anthropomorphic animal games, 
And I think this one does a great job of it in terms of adding it into the Year Zero engine. But I've also said that this isn't my favorite Year Zero game. The next one we cover, the Robots one, that one's my favorite. So, right. uh, and there are, Sixth Sense breaks the game. Uh, you have an animal ability to sense danger and react to a threat faster than your enemy can attack. You can activate this power when an enemy tries to sneak close by. For every feral point you spend modifies your scout roll by plus two. You must spend the feral point before you roll. Okay, I'm having trouble understanding this power. Here's why. You have to spend feral points before you roll to, to uh, sense, sense a danger, but you can't sense the danger unless you activate Sixth Sense. This is usually used in uh, ambush times when you're going to be like, hey, uh, you know, as we're walking. Oh, as, 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 oh no, you have to ask, you, know, you as a game master, ask the player, hey, would uh, at this moment, would you like to use Sixth Sense? But now would, everyone knows there's an ambush because you have no, to. I, I wouldn't do that. that. I would just, I would role play it out normally. And if the, the players are saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to scout out for an ambush and add it to there. Or I, I would use it anytime the player wanted to use it. If you want to waste it on other ones as well, because uh, sneak can be used for a whole bunch of different. You know, you're standing guard. You're you're making camp. You're uh, uh, trying to think. I mean, those are just generic okay. ones right there. All guard. Right. Okay, I'm 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 still confused. Here here's the reason why. Is this an automatic power? Does this just go off when someone is sneaking up on you? Or do you have to choose when to use it? If so, why would you choose to use it if you don't know, if you don't already know someone is sneaking around near you? You would use it at the same time that you'd roll your scout roll to detect an ambush or somebody sneaking but, up on you. But why would you do it if you're not sure someone is is going to is going to ambush you? Because uh, feral points have so much of a downside you wouldn't use it on a hunch well I, i'm not going to tell you that <laughs> oh yeah there's somebody there stalking you I, i'm not going to you're not going to get a freebie yeah. out of that well, i i know but why would i burn feral points on a guess why, why Edu would i have edu a educated guess yeah you, a, you a feel something chance to to turn into an animal for basically ever and uh and on a guess that that just doesn't make sense I, I don't want to tell you because I, I I wouldn't give it to you like uh, okay. just a, and yeah this this again it's a worthless power it's too much downside well you think they're all too much downside so so far they have been I I think they think you might have a misconception about the animal powers as being superpowers they're not no they're no, tweaks. no 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 I, 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 you 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 explain that well in mutant year zero and the mutant powers while they have all of them have a downside using them is usually better than not using them in the right circumstance in the right but circumstance I, yeah i'm looking at these powers and i'm struggling to come up with a circumstance where using it is 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 more beneficial than than the downside of the feral points i'm i'm struggling i, I guess when it comes to the sixth sense thing i i just look at it as any any time that you would roll a scout roll you can roll this yes yeah, but do you want do you want you? do you want to spend a feral point? Of course not. To see if you're to see okay, well then don't then roll your normal scout and let's move on. That's all it would be. On a it's not a guarantee. It's not like it's not no 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 no. Oh, it's you choose to take that extra effort. Like hmm, you know what? 
I really need to... If we're ambushed now, it's bad for us. So yes, I want to use my six uh, six sense. Of course, okay. if, if you turn into a, a, a dribbling idiot for 1d6 hours, it's also bad for us. All right. Could be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, so I'm, I'm having... I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Okay. Uh, tail. This is one that uh, people... I would say they don't like the name of it. Let's just put it that way. They don't like how it works, but you have to remember this is the animal kingdom. And I think this one represents the animal kingdom really well. I just, uh, I just like the fact that they're blowing smoke up your ass. In the first sentence, you have a long, magnificent tail. You Liberace loving some bitch. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I think magnificent. there are only certain, oh, well, I think cats and squirrels and oh, I, I, I took tail for the squirrel yeah, character. But that we made, a but... rat tail is something I would never call magnificent. Okay. Sorry. Uh, which increases your balance. That's the whole point of it. Uh, you can activate this power when rolling to move, jump, or move to jump, climb, or perform any acrobatic action that requires sense of balance. Okay. Every feral point you spend modifies your roll by plus two. Secondly, you can use your tail in a dominance conflict. Every feral point you spend modifies your roll by plus one. In both cases, you must spend feral points before okay, you roll. Okay, this one I can get behind. This one I'm not struggling with. It has tangible benefits that are 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 you know you would want to to use it rather than the consequence of not using it for example the jump climb if if you have to if you have to uh tightrope walk across this chasm and if you don't make it you fall and die i'll risk it i'll risk it for that biscuit all day feral point all day no problem and the whole the whole dominance thing oh absolutely social conflict not not get into a fight yeah i'll risk it no problem. I can get behind the tail. I can get behind this. I have no problem with this power. There is a downside. It is it is remarkable, but the upside is still enticing enough to make me risk it. Okay. Well, next time I ambush you, you could have used six cents, but instead I get to go first and wipe you guys out. <laughs> oh, fine. But the thing is, if 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 I use it every time I think there's going to be an ambush, I'm not going to be playing very long. That's That's not true. Not, not, no, not if the game is being run well. I'm not going to be role-playing very long. I'm going to be very quiet or grunting a lot. <laughs> one out of four chance I'm going to be grunting a lot. One out of four? Yeah. If you roll a one, two, you three, have to, First four. of all, you have to fail. You have to roll a one first, and then it's... Uh, then you okay, roll on yeah, the chart. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a one in six chance that uh, something bad's going to happen, and then out of... If it does, there is a 66% chance or whatever that it's going to yeah. be... I'm I'm out of the I'm basically That's out of the, the game for... out of all of this. I, I I know you don't like you know how they're you know, activating the shell. That again, since it's automatic, immediate reduction of damage. I don't have a problem with the spending the feral point in that. My only gripe, my only you gripe, only, only it, one. is the is the fact that that uh, it is too easy to roll on that d6 chart, and when you do roll on it, that is pretty detrimental. I like the chart. I want that chart. But I think I'd rather roll two d six, and have a few of them maybe be good ones, not just the one, or most of them, you know, say from like five to eight or five to ten, just be neutral, no, no change, nothing happens, and then the really bad ones, if you roll snake eyes, a three, four, you know, something like that. Uh, I think that that chart itself is too, too strong. Too, yeah. Uh, outside of that. I don't have a problem with anything because I think it just fits the rules and the theme of the game. Uh, and that would probably make your sixth sense or whatever uh, feel more meaningful for you as well. 
But I was going to look at another one, but that's, that is it. Uh, I mean, I had warning call up there uh, long enough. You want to howl? <laughs> that's basically what warning call is. It's dog howls. Um, okay. or, or monkey screams. Okay. So. Again, I'd, I'd, I'd use a radio over anything else, but okay. Or a, or a bullhorn or whatever. I mean, sure, but that only has uh, so much range, and maybe you don't want everybody to know what's going on. If the dogs start howling, you don't know why. I, but the thing is, if, if I hear a, a, a dog or a wolf start howling, I'm any other animal is going to be on edge at that point. Like, we're not going to be taken by it by surprise. There's, there's something bad in the area, and I'm going to take steps against it. It, it, to me it's the same thing as a as a bullhorn say hey get your ass together or whatever oh my god there's so many alligators here or whatever you know like i and, think you're i think you're overthinking that because if you do that am, if, if you but... do that you're never gonna get anywhere in the game because everything's you you're gonna be the mouse that i can't do anything ever <laughs> like like at some point you do have human cognitive like that's that balance you have to have the the human rational thought like oh geez the dogs are just howling again whatever well only the dog in the group is going to know. No, they're actually sending a message this time. How can you tell? It's just a no. But didn't you hear the third? It's actually this. Oh, uh, we got some watchers coming our way. We got to go. What? Okay. You know. This see part of the part of the problem with this game, which is why I prefer after the bomb mm-hmm. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to this, is that this game to me dives too deeply into. I'm going to say it, the furry aspect. Uh, pardon me for saying it that way, but that is like they really want you to role play the animal, which on one part of it is interesting. You know, if I'm a dog, I might be loyal. If I'm a cat, you know, something might uh, come up to surprise me. Like, oh, you know, whatever, you know, just something quick like that. But they, but it's like they want you to get into it more. And it's, dare I say, uh, almost embarrassing. Yeah. Most people would not be comfortable. Right. Role playing more animalistic features or they'll get joking like overly joking with it okay speak, 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 yeah, because it's hard to take seriously because we're right. a human it's right. really hard to 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 take it seriously and i understand that i yeah. get it i mean it the this is this is uh pushing the territory of larping it's like getting yeah. into the gray area yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I like it conceptually. I think that they, you know, to fit in, it fits in with the world, the way the rules put it together are, are simplistic. You can understand it. Again, mutation points, fair points, basically the same thing. We'll talk about energy points uh, in the next, not next video, but uh, the next game system. Game. Uh, you know, it, it all wraps around into one unified system. Overall, I do like it. But there are things about this that, unlike Shard RPG, which I never talk about, uh, after the bomb TMNT, you know, games like that, that don't make me feel uncomfortable. This game has a habit of sometimes making me feel uncomfortable. So, but there we go. Those are the animal powers. Uh, Again, we didn't go through the entire list. We don't need to. Uh, If, you know, leave a comment. Do you you agree with Heathen Dog that, uh, that these powers don't seem to be worth it or that it doesn't make sense for uh, say a, an armor to have to be activated or do you have a better description than i did remember my time with this game is very minuscule i like it absolutely do i like the entire years year zero line um but maybe you've got more experience with it and want to put uh, a better explanation of why they work the way they work etc cetera, etc cetera, and that'd be great so. that'd be great because you know i was on the fence with the mutant powers i was like yeah i can see it but from from the 
from the feral powers that we looked at, most of them I just can't see. But we got some starred comments here. Okay. Hawkman, this this is about you not being able to talk correctly, and he's uh, he's talking. <laughs> uh, what's that? What's that thing that Bruce Willis has? Maybe you got that. That's yeah, really insensitive. Because we're on might Twitter, be true. <laughs> I, I say that, but it was funny. It was. All right, and then Markman comes out again with, uh, "Is that a D six real world hours? No, it's game hours. So, I for, for when we, if if you go feral, you know, mm-hmm. if you go feral one one D six hours, that's going to be in game hours. So if the if the game master wants to time skip until yeah. you can like be you know normal again, he can. In most of the let's plays I've watched, they role play it a little bit." But they don't harp on it, like spend yeah. 30 minutes just like, what do you do now? What do you do now? But they do. And and I th- and this is the part that I think is actually fun. It could be a little uncomfortable for some people, but it's fun is is role playing that to again, to a small degree. I like the idea of the animal element coming out. I do. Um, I just don't want it to dwell on it. I don't want to. Uh, and I don't want to turn it into clown shoes. And if you if you stick with if you turn this into one d six real game real life hours, then you're 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 just a furry at this point. You should stop. <laughs> uh, Perfect tangent says uh, the incentive is not strong enough to use these powers under anything other than an emergency, yes, and right. that could be the point. It is the point now, except for armor, because whenever you get hit, I consider an emergency if you have armor, right? Yeah, you but remember, it's it. not acting as armor; it's damage reduction. Whatever. You know what I mean, <laughs> but 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 that's an important distinction to make because armor is always going to be armor. You roll it. This is literally damage reduction. Yeah, it, it takes away one whenever whenever you whenever you activate it, it takes away one, and it's going to work great. But there's a fifteen percent chance you get you get you plow yourself mm-hmm. for I can't explain the reason why to myself. But um, I I again I will say that I think mutant mutant year zero uh, did the balance a little better between the benefits and the drawback i don't I don't think they did it well here but that's just me then perfect tangent comes out again but then they penalize you for playing the animal uh i don't know what what i forget what context this meant well i think for using the animal powers um there there is an aspect of that or it potentially penalized not not directly penalized but definitely potentially penalize you for that yeah there's some other aspects that we didn't get into uh, like if we were to talk about combat and healing the way to remove doubt in this game versus the other one remember before it was what listen to some music or some crap sure. um this one is acting on your animal instincts and again so- this goes back to the LARPing thing that it's like, yeah. I want you to do these things, but it gets a little it, over the top. Yeah, it, it can easily make make people feel uncomfortable or just uh, be so uncomfortable that they have to turn to a joke to even do it. I mean, and it's just something like me. I like cats, right? So if I'm if I'm playing a cat character and I'm thinking about, well, how would I I'm I'm broken or I am I have a reduction of instinct. So I need to build that up so I can have my dominance. What do cats do when they're nervous or whatever? They they wash themselves. And sure, I can mime for, you know, a pantomime here for like, you know, 10 seconds. Like, okay, that's, I'm doing that. I don't want to sit there for like, you know, and, yeah, and it yeah. feels then like that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it really gets weird real fast. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that either. And that's it. Okay. So um th- this is the oh, oh, no perfect tangent put on another one uh 
then they should have a mechanic that when you go feral, you lose all doubt. You kind of do. Kind of? Again, I was talking about when you... I'd have to look at the healing, uh, the actual combat section again to verify that it's in there, but, but I do know that in order, if you are suffering doubt, trauma... I use the right words. Uh, doubt, doubt, trauma. That yes, if you use your instincts, whatever that happens to be, if you use your animal behavior, that helps bring it back. As far as uh, recovering, I don't think that uh, when you do that D six, you recover it all. But with that said, you might because a D six would give you plenty of time to actually even recover from being broken. That's true. I mean, uh, if if you are. Uh, being being an 100% animal for 1d6 hours, you are probably after the end of that 1d6 hours recovered from all of doubt trauma. And it, worst case scenario, house rule it in. I wouldn't consider that a bad house rule. No, that'd be if fine. it's not already there in the book, that'd be fine. Sorry, I'm not going to look it up right now, but uh, that's, a, that's, that's, a, okay. that's a good idea. I like that. All right, we didn't go through all of the animal powers, but we went through enough from giving an idea of how they work. Again, if you watch the Mutant Year Zero video on on uh, mutations, you will find that uh, all the rules are the same. You might get a little bit better explanation of how you know animal powers work in terms of mutation points, but we went through that that here. Uh, so hopefully that was good enough. Again, put your comments. If you agree with Ethan Dog, put that in the comment section. If you think that he's off base on something, that put that in there as well. Because, uh, you know, I'm kind of torn on that one because in some regard, I get where he's coming from. In another regard, I think he might be trying to be too mechanical with the game. You know, but that's just that's it's a different, different flavor of how we do things. Also, I know that he doesn't like anthropomorphic animal games and he could be taking that out. But, but he's also making a very valid point where it's like, yeah, what when's the use for it? And if I didn't say it in the Mutant Year Zero episode, I should have. I thought I did. I definitely, and he brought it up. It's here. not superpowers. Yeah. Yeah, they're not superpowers, but yeah, they're meant to be used in niche emergency situations. Right. That is absolutely true. The, these are supposed to be used like, oh, you're using your power now. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, something like that. Which somebody put a comment that might have been perfect tangent about, you know, uh, after the bomb, you just have them. Different style of game, to be fair. Right. But yeah, I mean, and that makes sense. Anywho, hopefully you guys like this and remember, like, subscribe and share. All right, that's it for me today. Okay. Well, then I will go into little heathen dog's room. I'll be back in just a sec. Is your monkey adrenaline? <laughs> yeah, again, it doesn't go into strict biology because, you know, that would make sense, wouldn't it? But then again, most animals would be stronger than humans, especially at the same weight classes and categories. Uh, yeah, I don't want to dump on the game because I, I do like it. I do like it. You know, the more simulations you get with it, the more it breaks down. But if you look at just how it fits in, I'm playing a character with certain abilities, and this is how those abilities are used. It fits in more, or, or fits in well. Uh, in fact, I think Mutant Elysium is the one where they fit in the least because that one, they don't have powers. You have contacts, and I'm definitely going to have to read through that again. I, I, I read through it when I first got it like two, three years ago, but I haven't read since then. Mutant Elysium is not my type of game. You don't have any powers. You just have context. What do you do when you get out in the world and you don't have all those contexts? Does that actually make the mutant or the non-mutant human the, the low, lowest power level of any of any of the games? I don't know. Uh,
Yeah, I, I don't see that these mutations are penalties. I see that their use can have have, have a you know, it's almost like magic in a way. And I hate to say it that way. Well, it's just an animal power. Yeah, I get it. Um, it's like magic in a way where you know it can come back to to hurt you. And as long as you on just the concept of mutant gen lab alpha, I agree with all the complaints. But when you consider how it's wrapped into the game as a whole, I look at it and say it fits the construct of the game. I heard you uh, talking about something, and uh, it uh, it made me, it made me realize or remember really that uh, a lot of people think that they can take an animal just because it's smaller than them. You you said like a, an animal strength against human strength. Oh yeah, animals are. The difference between animals and humans is vaster than you think. Like, like uh, you, you ask an average guy and he says, oh, yeah, I, I, I could I could take a medium sized dog. It's like, you know what? You got a 50 50 shot. Of taking a medium sized dog of winning. But even if you do win, you're going to need some medical attention. A lot of it. I mean, there are tricks you can do, but that's because as humans, we have the, the noodle yeah, up here. This is why yeah. we invented firearms, people. That's why I gave you a 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> but but a, a medium-sized dog, I'm talking like between 40 and 60 pounds, yeah. will screw you up, man. It will jack you up. Its initial attack will be significant. Even if you win, you have significant damage on your body now. If it's there's more faster than, one, than you. You're done. What's that? Pound for pound, it's definitely stronger than you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And while if you see it coming at you or something, well, again, a single dog is a little weird. Remember, that's out of the wheelhouse of a dog. A dog fights in a pack normally. Yeah, yeah, but, but a, uh, the dog could be rabid or angry I, I get or, it. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it is attacking you. Even yeah. if you stop that first attack, it's coming back at you like it, yeah. it's just fast and furious, fast and furious, whatever, whatever you want to say, Captain, Captain Dipshit. But. Uh, uh, when when fighting a dog, you pretty much have to sacrifice an arm. Yeah. If you want to guarantee your win, you have yep. to sacrifice an arm and then pick it up and beat it against something. <laughs> yep. And a then you win. But guess what? You're going to the hospital. You're going to the if hospital. If you make it there because of blood loss. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, get that tourniquet on quickly. It. If you have a belt, I always wear a belt. This isn't why, but I always wear a belt. <laughs> if you got a belt, boom, tourniquet that stuff up. You'll make it to the hospital. But if you don't sacrifice your arm, then you're done. I mean, I read an article in the nineties. Devastating. If the animal bites you in the groin or leg or neck, you're done. Yeah. Animals don't fight fair, by the way. No, no. They, For them, they it's survival. Vital areas. All right. And monkeys. Oh my God. People, people think they can take a monkey. Are you freaking high? I read an article in the nineties that a three pound chimp can rip off your arm. Has the, has, a ten, 30, has a ten has a ten strength to I mean, to, to rip off a thirty pound chimp, but yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, did I say three? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah a, a thirty pound chimp can can with the proper leverage rip out arm from your socket. Now a full grown orangutan can pick you up one arm, one arm, and just pop you both off like you were drawn and quartered. Not a problem. And and a, a full grown orangutan with what two hundred twenty pounds a two hundred twenty per a two hundred twenty pound man I don't care how strong he is cannot pull my arm from my torso, it's not happening. Dislocate maybe, break probably. You know you know what our hunting advantage before weapons and so forth our main hunting oh okay we always had weapons but yeah. before firearms our main hunting advantage was spear. 
Well, not weapon, but it was the fact that we have endurance. Most animals can only oh, yeah. run for a short time. Yeah, we can go is. all day. That was yeah, the big thing. It's, it's a trade-off. Yes, yep. we are slower, but we can run for longer. Yep. Now, if you're super fast and can catch us, well, then we lose. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm saying if if they're on the, if they're in the running side, sooner or later we're we're gonna catch up. Yeah, we're but gonna yeah. catch them sooner or later. You know, if you're on the running side, it's gotcha. <laughs> gonna catch you. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it depends on the situation whether you're, whether that's a detriment or a or a bonus. Yeah. Uh, right, let, let me get let me get my things ready here. All right. But yeah. Also, we work in groups. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, again, dogs. Usually, like in the wolf attacks that I've heard about up in Minnesota, um, if the very, very, very rarely happen, but when they talked about them, usually one distracts you or maybe two distract you. And then as you're focused on that, the others come in. You know, I mean, dogs aren't stupid in turn. It's like we talked about before before we move on here, uh, like we talked about things like goblins and so forth in in D&D. OK, it's got an intelligence of four. Yeah, well, a dog's got animal intelligence. But guess what? They know how to fight and survive. Yeah. They've evolved to that point to be able to do it. So uh, now, do they fight humans? Not normally, but on the off chance. But if you watch how it does attack, especially something bigger than it, yeah, there just, are just tactics wolves, involved. Man. Just look at wolves. They, they are efficient pack hunters. Mm -hmm. If you are alone and a pack of wolves is, is, is gunning for you, you're done. You better have a severe force multiplier. Or you are done. Lots of fire all around me. <laughs> and a gun. And a gun. <laughs> all around me. All around you, yes. You better have something something fantastic because you're going to die. Now, everyone everyone likes to say, oh, no, uh, uh, Liam Neeson you know, lived at the end of that movie great. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He had he had a small, small broken uh, uh, alcohol bottles taped to his fists against a pack of wolves he he died he died he may have taken one or two with him but he didn't make it man he didn't make it that doesn't win you against a pack of wolves sorry yeah it's it's our brain which which means technology but it's our brain and uh yeah the the group i wanted to get away from the animal thing and there are animals that that fight in you know or organized in packs and flocks yeah. and so forth i kind of want to stay away from that but that one is true as well uh, the fact that we uh, again it's all about technology with it it's, it's our brain our brain we, is what put us where we are that is 100 we have no claws we have no thick hide we have no great strength we have we have nothing else so if we if we literally have no none of our technology or or something weak sauce like like broken glass you're done yeah. <laughs> you start praying that's all you can do you start with man at arms or men at arms yes okay all right for segment two today heathen dog has decided you need to learn better how to pick your skills i don't know if what i said was in english we're, but we're gonna go with it you need to <laughs> you need to pick your skills better and he's gonna give us some ideas so which what you got for us heathen dog all right so the the uh the main idea here is that you are part of a group you want to pick skills that make your character stronger in what you do. That's great. But a lot of people have the problem of only picking skills that benefit their their particular OCC. That makes you one-dimensional. That makes you, in many cases, a hindrance to the group. So what I'm going to do is give you some ideas on how to enhance your character in group play 
to make a more well-rounded player that or player for uh, character for your player that you can have fun with and everyone is going to be happy with it we believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds the focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time the core values of hashtag rpgate and any good tabletop group are escapism not representation entertainment over activism and natural organic inclusion not forced diversity the charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax-deductible donation. Join us Thursday and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash legionofmyth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Here on our YouTube channel, you can watch these game-related segments live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Time, or check out the Friday Night Show stream where our panel of guests opine, comment, and editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. Please like this video and leave a comment to appease the algorithm gods. Share this video on your favorite social media platforms to help us peer out of the shadows cast over us. And if you have not done so already, please subscribe to Legion Myth for more tabletop RPG goodness. All right. Well, if you're here after that rambling introduction, thank you very much. Don't worry. The next one will be better. <laughs> but, but here's the deal. We're going to start with Men at Arms. And Max is going to help me out here. Uh oh. Because I wanted it to be a little more fluid. I didn't want it to be a PowerPoint thing. So I want Max to choose any Men at Arms class. And we will build we will build skills for that character that do not gimp him. Can you show me the list real quickly? Uh, because because I know which one I want to pick. I can't remember. Well, okay, it's it's the the is it the headhunter, headhunter, uh, crazy juicer. It's so the one that a lot of people don't play. I think it's the headhunter. The headhunter, a lot of or the headhunter or the uh, cyber knight. Cyber knight is pretty. Uh, oh. A lot of people don't play it. Glitter Boy. Well, I didn't even think of the pilot ones. Yeah, I, I, the, the, that's the half cyborg. Right? Head the head the yeah, half cyborg, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's the that's the one. I'd like to see what you want. How, okay. how to make because I don't like the headhunter. I, I'm like, if I'm going to be a Borg, I'm going to be a Borg. A headhunter is something that I'm going to do if I'm a normal person and then get forced to wear a bunch of cyberware. Sure. So make make me make this work for me because of the good skill selection that we take. Okay, here we go. These are the OCC skills that you get. These are the skills that you have that make you a headhunter. To be fair, a lot of people don't, don't believe this, but these are the only skills you need to be an effective headhunter. No, it's not true. No, it's absolutely true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. They wouldn't make you take them if, they, if there wasn't a reason. And the reason is, if you have these, you're, you are now a quality headhunter. All right, now what do headhunters do? Well, let, let's look at the OCCs to figure out what their role is. Look at the skills. Uh, they can they can speak their own language and three other languages of choice. Okay, okay, so they they have communication abilities, several different races. Good, good. Literacy usually one of choice. Usually their native tongue, but you can choose something different. They can work computers. They can detect ambush, electronic countermeasures, land navigation, lore against demons and monsters. 
pilot tanks, pilot jetpack, pilot two other of choice. Okay, okay, I'm seeing a theme here. Seems right. to be pretty well rounded. Yeah, he's he's a well rounded soldier. I'm seeing a well rounded soldier, but not not a grunt because of the uh, of the languages. So I'm seeing a a well rounded young officer type thing, lieutenant, you know, captain, something like that. Piece of headhunter. Why isn't there a scalping skill? Don't get weird on me. All right. <laughs> uh, radio basic, read sense equipment, recognize weapon quality, tracking, weapon systems, wilderness survival. Okay, here we go. Tracking, read sensory equipment, wilderness survival. Now he's a little bit of a ranger too. Okay, okay. Soldier. Uh, now, now, now I'm picturing kind of like a special forces guy. So like a combat wilderness scout? Yeah, yeah. A there you go, nerdy ogre. Is, is what I'm is what I'm picturing when I see these skills. Okay, weapon proficiencies five of choice, but at least three must be modern energy weapons. Okay, okay, got it. And he starts with hand to hand expert, which can be changed to martial arts or assassin if he's evil for the cost of one OCC related skill or commando for the cost of two. Okay, let's see his OCC related skills. Select four other skills at level one. And one additional skill through that. Okay, four more skills. Four more skills from these categories. Communications, cowboy, domestic, electrical, uh, espionage, horsemanship, mechanic. See, with horsemanship, I wouldn't take that because <laughs> he can pilot so many things, right? He has like five pilot skills. What How if he has to cross the Grand Canyon? Then he's taking his jetpack, oh, man. Yeah. There you go. He's got four pilot skills out of the gate. Tanks and APCs, jetpack, and two other. All right, so horsemanship is something I would shy away from outside of of uh, uh, setting complications. Now, just to be clear here, only having four skills, four OCC-related skills, is just part of being a man-at-arms because it's going to focus more on combat with the weapon right. proficiencies and so forth. If we, we went later on when he talks about the psychic, when he talks about uh, the adventure and scholars, you're going to see a lot more. I think you're going to see a lot more uh, no, I know definitely secondary skills, but uh, yeah. OCC related skills, yeah, which means you have more to choose from and you can go more varied directions. This is a combat focused character, but we still want to make it a viable one or one that's more than just shooty shoots. Exactly. So you would pick four of these. Now, the trick for OCC related versus secondary skills is that some OCC related skills like this one, this one, this one, and this one give you bonuses off the bat just like just like all of your pr primary OCC skills. So, if a skill has a percentage on it, you want to choose it here. For example, any communications. Well, we already have radio basic. So, do we need communications? Probably not. Probably not. It depends on the group. All right, it depends on the group, but generically i'm going to say our our radio basic is probably good enough to stay in communication with our team outside of line of sight if you want to be a spy then you're going to be you know optical surveillance or, system and so forth like or whatever you're going to want those kinds of things but outside of that specialty specialty build your generic headhunter your your radio basic is probably fine but what's cool about that is you can make that specialty build yes from yes, this same occ exactly right espionage any of them plus five percent now when it says any 
usually you you're gonna you're gonna probably want to choose one now the espionage skill is stuff like prowl uh stuff like uh you already have detect ambush already up over here so we're, we're gonna go over that but my main thing about the occ related skills is choose them if they get a bonus if not if if there's no percentage for that skill like say boxing or weightlifting there's there's no percentage roll for that it's just flat out flat out uh, bonuses that are you know strength hit points you know stuff like that then choose those for secondary skills that's what secondary skills are for secondary skills you can select six secondary skills that's actually pretty good yeah from the secondary skill list in the skill section i'm going to go to that in a second plus two additional skills at three, six, nine, and 12. These are additional areas of knowledge that do not get any bonuses other than the possible bonus for having IQ. All of them start at base skill level, which is one, depending on, you know, when when you get it. I mean, if you get it at level one, it's going to be the same level, but if you get level three, it starts at level one. And we're going to go to those skills right now because the skill list is on this page. Can you take boxing as a secondary skill? Uh, it depends on the, it depends on the, uh, OCC. Okay. And where is the secondary skill list? It's here somewhere. Damn it. Secondary skills. Okay. Here's a secondary skill list. Uh, physical skills, hand-to-hand, -hand basic aerobic athletics, athletics, bodybuilding, weightlifting, climbing, running, and swimming only. No, you can't take boxing. Boxing has to be taken as a as an OCC or OCC related skill. And luckily we are a headhunter. We can take boxing because it is OCC related, but these you, uh, as a secondary skill, you would want to choose bodybuilding and weightlifting has no percentage roles. Running has no percentage roles. Swimming has no percentage roles. And, and is not degraded in any way in any by way taking at all. Secondary yes. skill. Yes. You just get flat bonuses to, to your secondary or primary statistics, and that's it. So you want to use those as, as, your, as your secondary skills, the ones that don't have percentages. Now, we will go back to the, uh, the headhunter. What page was that? I forget. Oh, I didn't see. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't see it either. I, I did not write it down. That was dumb. The Glitter Boy is going to be right after that. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. There you go. There you go. So as OCC related, physical, any except acrobatics. There you go. Boxing. Boom. You take boxing. And your uh, your acrobatics or aerobic acrobatics can be taken as a secondary skill if you wanted to. But you don't because it has percentages to it. But uh, yeah. And then so you've 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 chosen your your OCC related. You've you've chosen ones that that uh, you want for your character that will enhance your OCC that are, that are affected by percentage things from communications, espionage, mechanical, and military. Like if, if you want uh, more tactic things like interrogation or intelligence, those, those are, those are either uh, espionage or military. You get bonuses for that. You're going to choose it under OCC related. You're going to choose everything that doesn't have percentages under your secondary skill. But it's very important to do one. You have six secondary skills with a headhunter. One or two of them are going to be outside your wheelhouse, outside the box. And you want them to be. 
Yes, you want them because the 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 best choices you can make is going to be one that is your shtick and one that is uh somebody else's wheelhouse in case they are hurt, gone or dead. For example, let's say you have a rogue scholar and he is your bard. He is your face to the community. He's your guy that 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 talks to the villagers or the or the uh or the the merchant or whatever and gets you a deal or or gets you food or shelter for the night. You're going to if he's not there, that's an important non-combat job. Severely important non-combat job. You're going to want to at least be able to attempt it. Right? At least attempt it. So what would we do? What skill would we pick to attempt that from the secondary skill list? Let's see. Rogue gambling. Oh, that's not going to be it. Uh, domestic any. Maybe we'll, we'll check domestic. Uh, physical pilot, rogue, science, technical, wilderness. In rifts is the technical um, category just uh, like the catch-all professional like it is in the other ones? We will. We're, we're going to look at it. Okay. Okay, you have communication skills. Barter, there you go, right there. Barter. You know, uh, your your rogue scholar usually handles all all the bartering because he's got you know he's got all the bonuses and crap for for talking to folk and you know all that good stuff. But in case he's not around, someone's got to take his place. Someone's got to have to have the ability to try. That could be you. Performance. You know what? That could be your shtick. That could be your thing. You, you dance or you do poetry or you, you, uh, you sing, you know, right here. That's your thing. I cannot imagine, uh, a village where, uh, say a, a half cyborg guy walks up to the village, pulls out a guitar <laughs> and starts playing and, and, and singing lullabies. What are they going to think? Number one, they're not going to attack. They're going to be transfixed. They're like, what the hell? Even if you suck, they're going to be transfixed. Like, what the hell is going on? I could have made it big and it blew up my side of my face. Exactly. (laughs) They're not going to be threatened by you. You have successfully diffused any initial hostile situation. And they're going to have a whole lot of questions after your performance is over. Whether they're good or bad or whatever, they're going to want to talk. Like, how did you, how did you grow up this way? That's probably going to be one of the things, but they're not fighting. All right. So this, this is something you, you can choose as your, as your thing to assist the group, to back up somebody else in the group. Now let's look at. Well, one other thing that I want to look at with those domestic skills that I see a lot of players, they I don't, I don't need this stuff. What, I don't, you know, if I starve out there, well, that's on the game master. What's singing no, going to no. do for me? It's like, no, no, no. If you starve, it's on you. You didn't bring enough food or you couldn't hunt. Or you right. couldn't cook. The thing is, cooking is important, people. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the cooking skill, you are not guaranteed to make something that won't give you dysentery. <laughs> okay? So you you could you could kill yourself by by not cooking your chicken all the way. Yeah, some people don't like to dive that deeply into the games, but I think some that in a don't. game like Palladium, that's important. It's, it is, it, yes. It's... If, the, the, if they have the cooking skill, it's a reason. There's a reason for it. Yeah. Even and the singing skill. If there's a singing skill, there's a reason there's for it. Reason Is it for, for it. everybody? Exactly right. No, but you can find... Heathen Dog expressed a pretty good example there. And if you're game, well, we don't incorporate that kind of stuff in my game. Well, maybe you should. Yeah. 
Exactly right. And here we have singing again. We have play musical instrument. We have fishing, cooking, brewing, dance. Oh my God. What if, oh, blow the, blow the, the, the normies minds, right? A full conversion cyborg walks into the middle of town and starts doing an interpretive dance of Swan Lake. <laughs> nobody will understand it. If you, what? Nobody it? will understand it, but nobody's going to be threatened. Nobody's going to attack <laughs> you. No one's going to be scared. You I have, think that his circuitry's gone bad. <laughs> yeah, you might think the circuitry's gone bad, but not in a bad way. So no one's going to be scared. So stuff like that is stuff you can do, and it it makes your character a little more fun, depending on your shtick, and you will have uh, an ability that is in somebody else's wheelhouse in case they are gone or incapacitated. That way you still have a chance to do it. Uh, technical skills, here you go. Art, appraise goods. Again, here's another one. You're, you, uh, in, your, your city rat is gone or he's out. And you are, you are trying, to, trying to get good quality stuff. Well, usually your city rat handles that because he's really good at that. But he's not there right now. Or maybe you don't have one and someone's got to take it. You take appraised goods. And now you are, you are the guy who can walk into somebody and, and buy the quality item in, instead of the Ferengi buyer beware crappy item. Okay, how do you answer this question? I look at appraised goods and right there it says appraised goods, 30%. Well, it's 30%. I'm not going to succeed anyway. If you don't have it, you're not going to, you have no chance of succeeding. It's just going to be random. The game master is going to roll to see if you picked a, a crappy item. Well, I also look at the other side is uh, if you spend a little time doing some research. Now, I understand that, you know, riffs, that's not always available, but yeah, not always available, but not everyone can read. For the, for, the, for the sake of, you know, of expediting this, if you do some research, if you, if you know your weapons, if you go to a library, if you look it up on a computer, yada, 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 whatever, you can get a ballpark figure. That might bump that up. Like, you know what? Through your research, I'm going to give you a plus 20% chance to this. It's still only 50-50, but you can do things. And this is something that in the Palladium system, I see a lot of game masters, I think, miss, is they use that percentage as a hard percentage, forgetting that you can do stuff as your character around it. Take more time, put more effort in. That should elevate that percentage up. Here you go. If you have research and, in your example, uh, appraised goods, you research the goods. If you succeed in your research role, you get a plus whatever percentage to your appraised goods role. Easy enough. Easy enough. Uh, firefighting. Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm sure that is, uh, that's going to be area dependent. History, pre-riffs, history, post-apocalypse, jury rig, law for a, for a uh, cyber knight. Having, having knowledge of the local law is going to be important. All these lores. You know, if you don't have a rogue scholar, you, you're losing a lot of, of your encyclopedic knowledge base. You're going to have to aug. You're going to have to augment that, and lore is the way to do it. DB lore, uh, juicer lore. Uh, that's too specific for for a backup guy. But uh, psychics and psionic lore, magic lore. Even for a non-magic character, magic lore helps you recognize magical writings. Not read them, but recognize them. So if if you see a bunch of magical writing on on this thing that on this thing that is practically begging you to touch it you may not want to eh, no eh, 
pass, right? Shh, come on, just touch me once. You can do it. Or let someone else do it first, right? Demons and monsters. Every demon, every monster has a weakness. Do you know it? No. If you roll your lore, you do. I only have a 25% chance versus zero. A one in four chance versus one in nothing. That's better. Again, if you don't have a rogue scholar, if you don't have a if you don't have a city rat, if you don't if you don't have any any of the the traditional support classes, then these become important. Or if they're incapacitated or gone, these will become important. So choose at least one support skill and one niche your shtick skill. Singing, playing instrument, dance, cooking. It's your thing. If you do that, you will not only elevate your character from a one-dimensional killing machine, but you're opening yourself up to more role-playing experience, more role-playing ability, more situations where you can shine. That will not only make your character more valuable to the group in the game, but it will also make your character more fun to play. So that is Man at Arms. So let's let's see what you got me for chat. I actually started probably more than I should have, but uh, that's fine. Uh, from just two different people. <laughs> oh no, three, three. Uh, Reading Dave says just made up a headhunter with a major psychic. I'm excited to play him. How does that okay, work? Okay, now the, the the thing about uh, being a psychic uh, with a non-psychic OCC is that you lose skills. You lose. Uh, secondary skills and okay. and you lose uh, related skills because a lot of your life has been developing some of your psychic powers, especially if you're a major psychic, you lose a significant amount of skills. Okay. So your choices are going to be more uh, pointed. All right. There, you, you may, instead of getting two out of your wheelhouse skills, you may only need, you may only be able to take one because your, your skills, your skill list is lacking now, but Take at least one, one out of your wheelhouse skill, either a shtick or a support skill. I like the lore stuff because especially with something like a headhunter, I kind of think of it in this regard as like a ranger from D&D where it's like, I've got a specialty thing that I, you tell me there's a demon around, I'm after it. You tell me there's a magic use around, I'm after it. You tell me the coalition's around, I'm after it. Whatever it happens to yeah. be, you kind of have that specialty. So you should have a lore in whatever that yeah. specialty is. And remember, in the main book, it says the game master can make a lore skill out of anything he deems appropriate. So if you want a lore-specific creature, you can take it. You want lore coalition, uh, coalition, uh, uh, movements or, or not movements, but uh, uh, coalition soldiers. If you can finesse the DM into giving you something like that, then you can have it. You, then you, then you can predict what what a, a coalition troop movement would be like, uh, what their supply lines will be like, where they would be, blah blah blah, stuff like that. But the best lores listed here are demons and monsters and cattle and animals. Why cattle and animal? Because animals is part of that. That will help you in hunting, getting food. You know where they congregate. You know how they think. You know how they will react. Demons and monsters for learning weak points on demons and monsters. Will will cold will cold iron work for this? Will silver work for this? Will holy water work for this one? Are they weak in their knees, in their feet, in their eyes, but the back of their head? You know, whatever. You have a chance to know that 
and get a significant upgrade in your next combat situation with that thing. All right, what's next one? Uh, I almost always take cook and will consider taking pro level. Okay, so- if you take it as a secondary skill, you're never going to be pro level. That's that's the way it is. But here's the thing about cooking. Cooking gives you a 30% plus four or five per level chance of what? Of it tasting good. If you have the cooking skill, it is edible. Yep. It, will, it will not hurt you at all, ever. You will not get sick. It will just taste like garbage. That's fine. This is a post-apocalyptic world, people. You know, you, you don't want to be- still not an out. MRE. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to be crapping out both ends every other day. You don't need that. If you don't have the cooking skill, there is a chance where you're just going to die. You, you're going to crap yourself to death. If you have the cooking skill, your food is 100% safe. All right, let's go. Then we have good aligned bursters should have firefighting. I thought that was interesting to hear. Like, okay, that's a well use. That's a good use of a skill tied in with the theme of the character. That is true. Then now, now the, the, the thing is a lot of people will argue that a burster doesn't need the firefighting skill since he can control fire almost 100% of the time. Can he, he control can mega damage fire? Yeah, he can oh, okay. he can increase it or 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 decrease it. He can move it out of the way. So do you really need the firefighting skill? Only if you want to determine how a fire started. Then you would need the, the investigatory aspect of the firefighting skill. But I I say, hey, it, it's great synergy. And it's your thing. It's your shtick. That is a really good shtick skill. And so that'd be a house rule. That was about what I was saying with uh, regard to adding percentages. Well, if it's a house rule, it's a house rule that Kevin <laughs> agreed with because I, we talked to him about that. And because uh, one of the things that we said, I can't remember which interview it was with them or a conversation uh, it was with them. But we were talking about the fact that one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about the percentage of palladium is that they're hard. That, well, I've got a 15% chance, I got a 30% chance, I suck, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're supposed to do things that increase those chances. And time and effort should always be something that helps you increase those chances. Right. Now, however much that happens to be is up to your game master and up to you know your, your table and what you do. But it was it's never just meant to be like, okay, 30%. Roll it. Yeah. In every single Palladium game, there are skill modifiers. Every single one. They're not all negative. They are positive as well. And doing proper research before before performing an action will get you a, a positive benefit to your skill roll. Yeah, we're just gonna have to disagree on that one, perfect tangent. I don't think it has to be in the rules. I think uh see I, I go by uh was it implicity, not explicity, whatever. Uh where it's, it's definitely implied. And then, again, it's just uh, when I read rules, if it doesn't say I can't, then it probably means you can at some point. Well, hang on, let's let's look up research just for a second and see. Well, that's using see. a skill to affect another skill, but it's true, I know, but let's let's look it up just to just to see. It is in the technical skills. I'm just saying for for me, I, I get what you're saying. Uh I I uh, if somebody's gonna take extra effort to try to make something easier better more productive whatever i'm going to give them the opportunity to do that oh no i I would too i would too but i'm gonna see if there is something just written in here okay uh i think i passed it did i pass it i must have i must have passed it because i think i'm out of skills now yeah i'm into i'm into combat you're into combat yeah 
Oopsies. <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. What was it? I don't even know what category that's under. Technical. It's under technical. technical. Okay. So it should be toward the bottom. Combat move. Jesus Christ, dude. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, weapon proficiencies are at the end. It's going to be up. It's going to be up. <laughs> yep. I'm going up. Going up. We can fight it. You better appreciate this effort. <laughs> well, there, there's point. firefighting. I mean, it's a good point to discover if, uh, I mean, I don't like the idea of using or having to use a skill to do what we we're talking research. about, but it go. makes sense that it does exist if re or within research if research is a skill. Okay, research gives a specific bonuses for any law, impersonation, and history skills. Okay. So that it gives specific bonuses only for that. But I would allow, as a, as as many other game masters would allow, if you specifically have have data on say uh motorcycles and you study up on motorcycles before you go and buy one i will i will allow your i will allow a up to 10 percent bonus sure. to either your barter appraise goods whatever in in respect to bicycle motorcycles only yeah you're gonna know for sure that this bike isn't worth fifty thousand dollars or exactly. you know or, yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever the unit of money is in the game but 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 at the same time you know, you're not going to know the exact nuances yeah. when he starts trying to sell you that Thunder Cougar Falkenberg, uh, with Futurama, uh, yeah. uh, and, and you, what did she do? She like bartered the price up 85. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're not making dumb mistakes is, is yeah. basically what we're saying. There. Yeah. And as for it being a house rule, sure. But I, I mean, I think that'd be a house rule in every game in ever made. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, but yeah, so that is it. All right, let me get uh, everybody should uh, like, subscribe, share. If you have any questions, again, specifically about man at arms, like maybe you want to know, well, what's a good secondary skill or what, what would you like in an investigative type game? But I'm a robot pilot. That's weird, but maybe you are and you want to know more about Heathen Dog. What do you think I should take for secondary skills or OCC related skills? Ask him those questions in comments. Or if you think he's just a douche nozzle and everything he said is wrong, go ahead and post that in there as well. We, we take all the comments. All right, that'll be a great way to end that video. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> All right, uh, you doing adventure scholars next or magic psychic? Adventure scholars. Okay. All right, for our next player tips and tricks, we're going into adventurers and scholar skills. Now, these are the character classes that get all the skills in the game, so why does it even matter? Just pick them all. Or am I wrong, heathen dog? Well, you obviously can't pick them all. And oh. you have to understand that your skill choices for for adventures and scholars is paramount because this is basically your power and your your powers are going to be to make everyone's life so much better outside of combat but we want to be effective in combat as well so we have to choose that we have to make ourselves multi-dimensional and i'm going to show you a way to do that right now the core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity. Please follow that QR code or refer to the description below for the link to the charity we support, which is the Wounded Warrior Project. Thursdays and Saturdays, you can watch the Dirty Casuals on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. 
Fridays and Sundays, you can watch the Friday Night Show stream and RPG Digest on our YouTube and Rumble channels. Please leave us a comment with your thoughts and experiences, and if you like our gaming content, please be sure to subscribe to Legion of Myth. All right. Now, here is the thing I hate to see. Kokoshuko, I'm not, I'm not targeting you, but you're the one who said it first. I do I've see that. I always overlook these guys. And you know what? Most people do. Yep. But having one in your group is absolutely phenomenal for general gameplay. And your game master is usually the reason why it's overlooked. Yes. It's not, not showing you the benefits properly. Well, I'm going to try and do that today. So what Max is going to do, he's going to pick one of these adventurous scholars and we are going to, we're going to oh, build them up nice. with skills. We have body fixer. We have city rat. We have cyber doc. We have operator. We have rogue scholar. Rogue scientist. Vagabond. Stop right there. Vagabond. All right. <laughs> I was going to go sit. I was going to go doc, but, uh, but people complain about the vagabond all the time and say it's the most useless OCC in the game. I want you to explain to me why that is not true. Okay. Oh, well, through skills. Okay. There you go. Vagabond. Let's look at the quote. Unskilled. Are you kidding? I'm a student in the world. I know a little bit about everything. Well, at least the things that interest me most. <laughs> that that is the thing you are you are the jack of all trades master of none all right you know enough to be dangerous about most things so let's see what your occ skills are native tongue at 88 percent. that's that's solid in the world of riffs that is a solid you have mastered your negative your native tongue plus you get two others at a plus 50 percent. barter begging and cook domestic two skills of choice on a professional level now there is a ruling here where if you pick a skill twice you you get a bonus to it and oh, really? i thought that is if you just picked a secondary skill twice it becomes a, a it, professional skill it becomes a, a professional there, there I, I think in the in the yeah. ultimate book they actually did but anyway i you I, know more than me so i apologize yeah, i i i and many other game masters who do riffs actually uh, if it's not a rule it's a house rule and and we do it if you pick a skill twice you get a bump in the initial in the initial uh percentage success and it automatically becomes professional so i want to be a professional cook well then just take cook twice so you're good to go ID undercover agent. We're going to look at that because this wow. is something that no one knows about. They don't know what it means. I never even heard the skill before that. I remember anyway. I don't know what it means. Pilot automobile or motorcycle. Okay. So right now we have, we have getting around and talking to people. That's what we have. We have traveling oh, long overland travel because we have, we have, we have cook, we have motorcycle automobile, and we have, talking to all types of people with our, with our languages and our bartering and, and getting money from begging. <laughs> you can say you got begging. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you got begging for gas, right? General repair or horsemanship general general repair is the way to go. Unless you're, you're at a setting problem because you have your, you have your car or motorcycle. You want to be able to repair it again. Self-sufficiency. This is what I'm seeing here so far. Self-sufficiency. Okay. Yep. I agree. Radio basic. Streetwise, getting around in getting around outside of town. Now, now we got the lay of the land inside of town. Weapon efficiency, ancient one of choice. I'm guessing probably it's going to be a dagger, so you can use a vibroblade, and it'll help with the cooking probably. 
uh, weapon for C, energy pistol or energy rifle, your choice. I would probably go with rifle because of the whole, you know, self-sufficient guy going on here. And you get hand-to-hand basic. You can upgrade it to expert for one of your related skills. Well, what are your related skills? Let's look at those first. You select five skills. Communications, any except cryptography, laser communication, optic systems, and surveillance. Okay, you're not a spy. You're not a spy. Well, at least you're not. You're at least not not through technological means. Yeah, not through technological means. You are not a spy. Cowboy branding, breaking horses, and herding cattle only. Again, here we go. Living off the land and overland travel. We have that. We have that uh, shtick again, because that's exactly what herding cattle is, man. That's taking cattle from one place to another safely. Domestic, any plus ten percent. Electrical, basic electronics plus five percent only this this is this could be useful but if you have an operator in your team or you have a an actual technical person in your team then this is unnecessary this no this is looking to me like uh the, the best way i can say it and i know this it's gonna be wrong because of secondary skills but it seems like this is an entire list of secondary skills like things you can learn yeah. on your own as a hobby and i yeah. know it's supposed to be for secondary skills but you're you're a professional grade at that you you're the uh the 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 Schne- I keep thinking of Schneider from that old TV show. The, well, that- no, no. Uh, for for related skills, if it doesn't say it's professional, I say it's you had a teacher. Whereas secondary skills, you're self-taught. Okay, for well, related uh, skills. The way it's written in a- the book is professional for OCC yeah. and OCC related and hobby, okay, whatever. For- there you go. Then uh, then you, but- you are taught, whereas secondary skills are self-taught. But they're all generalized. Like you were saying, they're yeah, all generalized. They None of these yeah. dive deep into like laser nope. communication. It's just like, nah, but I know the gamut. I, and I, it's, oh, look at this. Jack of all trades, master of none. Like it started off. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Physical, any except acrobatics, gymnastics, and wrestling. Guess what? Boxing. You can get your boxing if you want. And that's an extra attack, right? There you go. <laughs> Pilot, any plus 5%, except jets, ships. I consider that boats waterships not spaceships power armor robots and military vehicles the reason being is because those those take much more specialized professional training like you have to spend years to to learn how to be a robot pilot or to you have to spend at least six months learning how to to do a power armor and vagabonds got got no time for that i'm too busy learning other stuff Pilot related, any reading instruments, land navigation through you know instruments, stuff like that, uh, radar, you know whatever you got. Rogue, any plus four percent science, astronomy and navigation. Again, overland travel. We still got we still got that shtick going on, and mathematics only. Technical, any. Weaponry, any except military or heavy weapons. That's because you can't replace a man at arms. All right. You're not supposed to. Right. Yeah. Wilderness. Any again. That's so the the big theme I'm seeing for your core skills, for your OCC core skills. Are uh, survival. Overland travel. And uh, talking to people. Begging, bartering. We have that. We have three languages. We have any wilderness skill. We have we have pilot skills. We have we have repair. We have herding cattle. We have all this stuff that is surviving overland travel or or in in the wilderness for extended periods of time. Now you'd want to get hunting or or cooking, 
to really solidify your survival skill if you don't have a wilderness scout. But if you have a wilderness scout, then you can get something else. Let's look at your secondary skills. You get eight. Eight secondary skills from the secondary skill list. And that, okay. that makes sense because it, this character is just one big exactly. person with are, ADD with terms of hobbies. You are a self-taught know-it-all. That's what you are. So yeah. how do we, now, now that we have an idea of what this guy's supposed to be, let's see what he can be. So for our OCC related skills, for domestic, we're, we, we already have cook, right? We already have that. So we technically don't need anything else, but we'll, we'll take a look at it. Medical first aid only. This is probably a good get. All right. This is a good get. If you don't have a cyber doc or, or don't have a psychic on your team, first aid is going to be a lifesaver. So we're going to get that at plus 5%. That's great. Pilot any except jet ships, power armor, robot. We already have either uh, automobile or motorcycle. Now, for overland travel, both of those are pretty good. Both of those are pretty good. But if you want to take hover cycle, I would do that. You know, it, it takes more terrain out of the equation. Turboprop airplane. Because I think that's separate from jets, if it's I remember the skill from, list. Yeah, airplane yeah. is separate from jets. You're right. But there we go. So, so uh, some, some, uh, some over not actually touching the ground form of transportation is probably best. Uh, da, 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 da. Communications. Okay, we're we're gonna we're just gonna go look at we're just gonna look at communications, domestic, and rogue wilderness. Okay, communications. We already have we already have barter. That's good. Uh, nothing here is is pushing us toward our our idea of what the character wants to be. Okay. Mm, sensory equipment, maybe. Sensory equipment, maybe. I can go with that one because that that's that that's that's good for overland travel stuff like that. Let's look at espionage. We don't get any domestic skills. Wardrobe and grooming. First impressions matter, right? That could be your shtick. Ooh, right there. Heck, yeah. Right there is your stick skill. You're 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 the, on the on the A team. You're face man. You could also go the other route with that, especially with begging. Yes, yes. You if you took wardrobe and grooming, dressed up like 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 a poor ass bastard, it may enhance your begging skill. Maybe, but uh, fishing, uh, fishing or hunting is something you're going to want. You're going to want to get. Let's just let's just take fishing because you're gonna need water as well, right? Let's so let's take fishing. We have fishing, we have cooking. So right now we can survive on the land. Just just from this one skill, we can survive on the land. Hello. Then we'll look at where's the rogue skills. I, I want to pop this in here because it's not gonna show up on the screen. Nerdy Ogre said something that was really good. He says this guy is uh this is the guy you hired to be a gopher or general laborer. And that's kind of what I was trying to get at earlier. So he's just kind of, the, I don't even want to say jack of all trades. He's Catch a all. handyman. He can fix anything. He's not going to design your car for you, but he can yep. fix your car. He can fix he can your washer. You can, yep. He can, he can get stuff moving. He can get things happening, but he's not great at it. Now, rogue skills. It said any. Okay. Any at plus 4%. So seduction. Streetwise right here is, is your number one best bet is streetwise. Mm -hmm. number one best bet right there. And then we're going to look up ID undercover agent because my God, man, what even is that? 
I don't think I've ever heard of the skill before, and I've looked through this skill list. What even <laughs> is that thing? That's a spy. That's a spy. That's a spy? spy. I don't know. I'm guessing that's what it does. guessing it's a spy? Okay. That's a spy. Oh, it was on a rogue. It's on a rogue. Okay, so I got to keep going. Sorry. Science. And now we're at Rogue. Okay. ID, undercover agent. Combination of skill, good eye, and knack for identifying undercover agents, typically members of law enforcement, but may also include government agents, private detectives, spies, bounty hunters, and anybody snooping Dang! around. Okay. <laughs> it's it's actually anti-spy. Mm. It's anti-spy. So do you want that? Only in niche campaigns. Only in niche campaigns do you actually want this. That's fair. I get it. But it's not it's not something you're going to want. So what what we understand is that for him, uh, his main thing is is survival in either urban or wilderness environments, talking to people. And we have uh, we have uh, finagling finagling people with the with the barter and the and maybe even gambling. You could take gambling and begging. You already have begging. You can take take gambling. So what you, so we, we have, we have, we have what we need to be effective as a, as a vagabond. So what do we need for, for our niche and what do we need for out of the box? Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's take a look. Uh, what are we looking at? Uh, that's rope scholar moving beyond that. Missed it. Vagabond. Okay. So from our secondary skill list. Uh, what, what are we going to take from the secondary skill list? We get eight skills. What are we going to take for our niche? Well, first of all, going to look at those attributes and determine if you need any, uh, okay, yeah. physical You're, enhancements. The, 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 the thing is the, 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 the niche skill and the, uh, and the out of the box skill aren't really going to be attribute dependent. Yeah, fair. Because it it it's it, it's something that makes you stand out. That makes unless you can find something that'll raise your ma somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But uh, gambling, that 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 could be your your niche. That 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 could be your gimmick. Oof, would you want thing. that as a secondary skill instead of an OCC related? It, it, can can we get OC related with the with the rogue? Is it any? I didn't think it was any. Oh, I thought I saw gambling on there. I'm, I, Sorry, you don't I mean, have to keep going back and forth. I, I might be wrong on that. I, got, I thought if, I saw. If I remember, if if I someday remember the page number, it'll be easier. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to. There we go. Uh, 98. All right. Uh, OCC related skill. Not there. Rogue oh, any. Yeah. Okay. So okay. so you you would want to take it as OCC related gambling. If you take begging bartering and gambling you have covered all of the getting money and saving money places that's your niche that's your specialty that 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 is the skill that helps your group you pull out appraised goods and man you don't even need a rogue scholar anymore you don't even need a rogue scholar and to be fair does anyone really want to play a rogue scholar i haven't seen a lot i've seen less vagabond even but now he's useful Whenever you're going into town, whenever you need repairs, whenever you need to buy goods, whenever you need to sell something, your vagabond can do it. He has appraised goods. He has barter. He has gambling. He has begging. He has bartering. 
He has all these things that make him the wheeler dealer of your group. Now, what is your shtick? What is your thing? You're just uh, the thing that only you do that may or may not impact the game at all, but it's your thing and you love it. Well, the cool thing about a vagabond is you don't have to care. You can literally choose anything because you have so many skills. You, you probably have one to burn. See, I like terms. I think I would take that vagabond thing and up it to a level where things like gambling, seduction, uh, street would definitely streetwise, you know, things, things that actually yeah. have me not necessarily in the seedier side, but we'll say, you know, the lower part of the town where can, areas yeah, where, where I'm not watched as much because you know what? That's the bad part of town. Anyway, yeah. you know, nobody goes there. You kind of on your own. Well, guess what? I'm meant to be on my own as a vagabond. And I would, personally, I would try to enhance those skills. I'm not going to enhance the technical skills or whatever. That's what the rogue scholar is for. I'm supposed to enhance the like you said the personal uh, yeah. uh out of the out of combat stuff the the uh the, the the vagabond is the perfect guy to be a catch-all for the entire support system he can do it can he do it as as well as an operator no can he do it as well as a city rat in the city no but generally he can do it all at an acceptable level so your 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 standout skill your your shtick what what whatever the, the the thing you want could literally be anything literally be anything this the support classes are great for skills and so you have so many choices but you have one you pick one that's useful for the group like appraise goods or uh or you know so, something around around those lines and then one that's going to make your character stand out singing dancing sewing even mm. it's something it's it's you it's whatever you want to role play every once in a while to give your character depth and if your game master can't find a way to incorporate sewing into the game at least then, once or twice at least have it be a money maker if not a lot of money still enough money to let you live at the very least, as long as you're putting actual time into this. I mean, those skills are meant to be useful for a reason. I think he yes. said that in the last video, but they're meant to be useful as a reason. Don't just overlook sewing like, well, whatever. Again, either bad game master or a player's not actually looking at what it can be used for. It's not going to make you rich. Otherwise, you'd be a, fa a fashionista of some sort. But it could be enough to be like, hey, I'm in town here. You know what? I I, I can patch some things up for some people. I, whatever. You know? Yep. Not trying to take over his stream, so I'm going to shut no, it up. But, no, that, that's it. And and the the uh, the adventurer and scholar classes are the easiest because they get the most skills, so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything because so many choices give you give you so many options that you can all take. You can take them all, and so this is the easiest one. And the vagabond, outside of maybe the the city rat or the rogue scholar, is has I think the most skills out of all the OCCs. So you can definitely choose whatever the heck you want. Choose choose the way you want like the OCC and OCC related skills for the va for 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 the vagabond pointed me in a direction. Do I have to take that direction? No. I have a whole bunch of other skills. I have a whole all these choices I can make. I can specialize in something else completely. And still be completely viable. Still have my shtick and and still have my my group my group skill.
One thing that group. can't be over uh, overemphasized, I, I, I think it's very important because it's also in the name Vagabond, is you move on. Yes. That's why you have all that overland travel stuff because you're constantly moving. You're on the move. You, you got the wanderlust, man. You got to keep going. There, You've learned everything you can learn from here. Time to go somewhere else. That's your thought process. You keep that in mind, you'll have fun playing this character the way, the way that the book was meant it to be played. What do we got for a comment? Uh, Kevin says, Vagabond is not a good name for the OCC. Okay. I mean, okay. I don't know why. What, what would you choose? As a matter of fact, uh, put, it in the, put it in the comments, put it in chat. If you had to rename Vagabond, what would you rename it to have it be more apt? Let's move on. Perfect Tangent says, even if you put it against just the other non-combat OCCs, it's not a very good class. There are things you can do with it, but... It really a, is a poor jack of all trades kind of a skill. Okay, this is a this is a matter of taste. Okay, this this is the very very opinion, but I understand your opinion, and in in some ways I can agree with it. The problem is, all of the other support characters are too specialized to be catchalls. The operator is too specialized in machines. To be able to work anything to be able to work anything outside of machines very well. The rogue scholar is too specialized in lore and facts and figures to be useful in more nuanced areas like like uh, uh, bartering or begging or you know I'm, I'm sure they could take cooking, but they can't cook at a professional level. I'll tell you that much. And then you have the uh, uh, the uh, city rat which in the wilderness is worthless outside of the city. The city rat has very little skills that are worth anything. Whereas the vagabond is useful, maybe not great, but useful in almost any situation, almost any setting in almost any scenario. That's his strength. Okay. And the other one I highlighted was the, uh... I play it that any of your OCC related skills can be taken as secondary skills as well. That would be a house rule, and that's fair. That is fair. That's a fair house rule. I get it. Technically, your secondary skills must come from the secondary skill list by the rules. So that that's how I'm playing it. But uh, if you want to, if you want to house rule that, that is perfectly viable, and it makes sense. Uh, I think that's. Uh, I think somebody, maybe it was him, put in that. That's how the original riffs did it. Yeah. So, yep. Um, Again, I, I, I like the original riffs better than I do riffs ultimate, but for the sake of this is the current game, that's uh, what I'm using. Uh, Nerdy Ogre says, "I understand your opinion. You're wrong, but I understand." <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, uh, and then I'm gonna hijack the stream for just a second. Even though he has no clue this is coming in. What? Here? What? Yep. Hijacking. I can do it. At the end uh, of my segment, what are you doing? Yep. Boom. Because we want to talk about Palladium Books. What's going on for oh, the week? This week in Palladium Books of June 15, 2023. If it's later than that, well, this may or may not still be going on. Then it'll be last week. Then it'll be last week. Or, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But Titan Robotics, summer reading sale. Okay. One game, one system, yada, yada. What's available? All available issues of the Rifter. This is, this is what's on sale right now. Magic of Palladium, the predecessor of the Rifter. That's interesting. Okay. All Rift's novels, Sonic Boom, Deception's Web, yada yada. You can see them there. Rift's Path of the Storm, Machinations of Doom, Coalition Manhunters. These are all on sale, folks. System Failure RPG, which I actually have and have read through. It's, 
it's interesting. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm not sure if I could find a group that would want to play it, though. Uh, but check that out. Dead Rain, which is a game we didn't cover, but everybody says is the best zombie trope game out there. Yeah. Uh, I, again, zombies and me, no. Uh, Beyond the Supernatural, there you go. First edition hardcover. Wow. There you go. Uh, Gramercy Island Heroes Unlimited Sourcebook. Uh, I know he's got that one. I got that one, yeah. yeah. Um, Mystic China Sourcebook. I got that one. Yeah. Nightmare. Got that one. I am Legion Splice. Don't buy Splicers. Don't buy Splicers. Uh, <laughs> sorry, right. I shouldn't say that. I just, I have such an aversion to that game. Uh, Garden of to- the Gods Palladium Fantasy Sourcebook. I don't have that one. I have the Gods and Multiverse whatever, but I don't have, I don't have that one. Compendium of Modern Weapons, backed by fan request. Go yep. fans, yeah, yeah, go fans. I have that one too. Yeah, so do you, I think. Oh yeah, this is it's where yeah. the penetration value and so forth that yep. I use comes from. Yep. yep. Rifts the Megaverse, the art of John Zelesnik, and Future Visions, the art of Charles Walton. Uh, drive wow. to RPG sales, yada yada. It's got updates on Titan Robotics, Kickstarter, Final Hours. Uh, there you go. Look at a couple of the books. One. I have that one. We got to figure out which ones you had because you're getting more and more requests to I cover don't have certain Africa. books. I actually don't have Africa, which is weird because the the Africa source book is where the the uh, Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse is, and I, I've never I've never played in that or run that campaign. Obviously, I didn't run it because I don't have Africa, but I, I've never played in that campaign, so I do have to get that book. You have a request. I think you have multiple requests over requests over the course of time for Australia. Australia, why, why? It's it's a horror show now. What's it going to be in riffs? Jesus <laughs> Christ. So more Titan Robotics. And we're waiting for my box to come in. And then I'm going to work time with Sean and Kevin to talk to them about Titan Robotics and uh, future upcoming projects and whatever else they want to talk about. Yelling at us about our coverage of riffs or something. <laughs> I don't know. What, uh, but uh, we're, we're hoping to have them back on again soon. We're just waiting for the Titan Robotics Kickstarter to come in. As with everything in all tabletop RPGs, there's been a delay in shipping. So, Wow. Nerdy Ogre says, Africa Sourcebook is the worst Palladium Sourcebook ever. Nope. New West. Sorry. Well, no, you know what? I, Spirit West. I can't say because because I've never read it. So you might be right. It might be worse than New West. But I can't imagine it, but it's possible. So there you go. All right, let's. Uh, oh, we got you. Yeah, hopefully uh, we don't have to wait that long to get him on because obviously it won't be here at that point. But there you go. I just want to put that out there. Obviously, if you buy something or if you send Kevin and Sean a message, look, we only went down that far. We can go down way more. We're not going to do that. Just uh, you can get that from the palladiumbooks.com site. See the weekly updates. Go check out those sales. And if you have a message or the ability to send them a message to say thank you to Kevin and Sean, make sure you say Legion Miss sent you so that they know that uh, their time spent with us has been well deserved and with that i'm done hijacking the heathen dog segment because well, we have one more to right go to the end <laughs> so there you go <laughs> time to get off this boat it's a great way to end it right there time to get off this but i'm leaving it right there that's where i'm cutting yep. this and let's get the last one up Oop. all right for heathen dogs third in his series of play third in his series of players tips and tricks he talked about men at arms skill selection and we went over the headhunter then he talked about adventures and scholars where he talked about the vagabond now we're going to talk about magic and psychic character skill selection and i'll let him pick it up from there all right here's here's your deal as a magic user or a psychic your main contribution to the group is going to be your magic and psychic ability. So that means your skills have just 
wonderfully opened up to almost anything. But you want to pick in two categories, one that'll help the group and one that's going to be your thing, your shtick, your gimmick that makes you a three-dimensional character. And we're going to get to that right after this. The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity. Please follow that QR code or refer to the description below for the link to the charity we support, which is the Wounded Warrior Project. Thursdays and Saturdays, you can watch the Dirty Casuals on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Fridays and Sundays, you can watch the Friday Night Show stream and RPG Digest on our YouTube and Rumble channels. Please leave us a comment with your thoughts and experiences, and if you like our gaming content, please be sure to subscribe to Legion of Myth. All right, and as we did in the first two videos in this, we're going to have Max pick either a magician or a psychic. Ooh, I don't know the names of all of them. <laughs> as usual, I'm, I'm not up on my riffs lore. I know how much you love it, so we're going to go with the mystic. Oh, God damn it. You suck so bad. All right, fine. Well, fine. It's either I'll let you pick mystic or burster. Mystic. All right. <laughs> wow i didn't think that <laughs> all right mystic it is you suck all right here we go now the the one thing that that all of the magic and and psionic characters have in common is they have the least amount of skills some of them even compared to men at arms least amount of skills so what do we got for the mystic we have language native tongue throw, you want to throw that up that on the screen based. what's that it's not on the oh, screen yeah, put it up on the screen i'm sorry Oh, Walter MC said, go with the techno wizard. Too late now. <laughs> Too late now. We did it. Uh, native tongue, 97%. You're, you're a master of your native tongue. Good job. Three other languages of choice at plus 15%. So talking to lots of different people. That's initially your thing. That's one of your things. Okay. Dance, 15%. It's an wow, OCC, that's an OCC skill. skill. <laughs> it is an OCC skill. Dance. Remember that. Remember that horsemanship general. Okay. You're, you're a mystic. You're more in tune with nature in this deal. So you don't, you, you prefer a horse or a mount, a living mount over a, a motorcycle or a car or doom buggy or whatever. Lore magic and lore three of choice. Here's, here's where you can really, really help your group just by being a mystic. You just know stuff about stuff. You could, you already have magic. So if you pick, Demons and monsters. If you pick uh, uh, a lore of an area or a lore of a of a group of people that uh, in in the in the area where you live or whatever like that, you can be an immense help to your group by doing that. Philosophy. Just I don't I don't know why you'd need that in now, <laughs> let alone the future. Play I start too many arguments when I complain about philosophy yeah. on Friday Night Chill Stream. I'm not going to do it here. <laughs> Play musical instrument, two of choice. Okay, so what is the picture that is that is unfolding for us here? We have dance. We have talking to four four different languages where the people. We have two, count them, two instruments we can play. And then we have wilderness survival. It looks like you are a very sociable guy. And with wilderness survival, you get around. 
So you move from town to town, talking to people about your philosophy, <laughs> dancing, philosophizing, playing instruments. That's what you do. Now, is this useful in combat? No, not at all. None of it is. But the thing is, you are a mystic. Your magic and your psionics are what you use in combat. This is helping the group and, and being your shtick. And so far, we've got it all. We've got the lore. We've got the languages to help your group. We've got the dance, philosophy, and musical instruments as your shtick. And we have wilderness survival to get you from point A to point B. Let's check out the OCC-related skills. Communications, any except laser, optics, sensory, surveillance, TV, and video. Basically, Weird. talking. <laughs> any, any, anything with a, with a, with like a chip in it, probably not for you. Domestic, any. That's not a surprise. You have both dance. You have dance as an OCC skill, so I'm not shocked at domestic any. Electrical, none. Again, not shocked. You are not a fan. I see what you did there, electrical, not shocked. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you are not a fan of high-tech stuff because you rely on magic and psionics. The opposite, some would say, of the the, the Rift's uh, technical thresholds. Uh, espionage, escape, escape artists and disguise only. Again, nothing involving uh, uh, tools or props or anything like that. Horsemanship, exotic animals only. Again, that could be your shtick. You you handle exotic animals, maybe. I'm a, I'm a lion tamer. You're a lion tamer or you're a griffin tamer or whatever. This is, by the way, this is making me laugh. I actually thought the mystic would have better stuff than this right now. Oh, no, no, right? no, no. This is great stuff. This is, you're, 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 you're on, you're on the wrong thinking. Okay. You're, you're on wrong think. Okay. Remember all of your useful abilities are magical and psionic. This is to shore up everything that the group is missing. That's, that's what this mystic dance is. and lion taming. <laughs> you don't have to take, I know, I know you don't have to take it medical brewing. Oh my God. Now you make booze. You make booze now first aid, holistic medicine. But the latter counts as two skill choices. Okay. Copy that. First aid and brewing. Well, we've got dance. We've got well, we've got dance. We've got languages. We've got philosophy. We've got play musical instrument. Why not make it a full-on party? <laughs> Get drunk. Booze. <laughs> you are the greatest front man to, to a backward village I have ever seen. Oh, it's a roadie. This, this character class is the roadie class. There you go. There it is. You are, you are the good time guy. All right. You are the good time guy. You go to a backward village. You are the front facing guy. You walk in there. You've got, you've got a, a barrel of wine. You're singing a song. You're, you're, you're helping the, the village elder with, with, with esoteric thoughts and trob and problems and tribes and tribulations, all that stuff with all of your skills, you are endearing you. And by extension, the party to these people by the way plus 10 percent to philosophy when you're drunk okay <laughs> pilot any except aircraft power armor robots or military so you can learn how to drive a car motorcycle uh aircraft is that all flying things i i'm not sure i forget at the moment but if if it's if it's aircraft by the loosest sense of the term that means you know, nothing that I think, I think aircraft is uh, again, I'm, I'm not a riffs guy, but from the other books, I think aircraft and jets are different. Could be pilot related 
any the related part is you know usually read sensor equipment people get that rogue any at plus five percent except computer hacking gambling dirty tricks gambling only. oh yeah because there's two there are two types there's of two gambling. different gambling exactly yep. right there's gambling straight up there's gambling cheating yep you are not a cheater so that tells you more about what the vision of the OCC is. You're a people person, but you don't take advantage. Notice we didn't get begging. Vagabond got begging, but we don't we don't get begging. But I'm taking right? the miscreant alignment. Then you should probably try something else because it's not going to work for you. <laughs> Science, any knowledge is knowledge, right? Yep. Technical, any except computer, cybernetics, jury rigging, mining, and prospecting. I don't know why mining and prospecting, but it could be like raping the land or something like that. That's fine, whatever. But computer skills, cybernetic, and jury rigging, I get because again, you are moving away from technical, technological things because for you, they are mostly unnecessary because your magic and psionics completely replace technology in your life or can completely replacing and wilderness any plus five percent because hey you like to get from a to b and to do that you have to go through the wilderness therefore you must travel and you select five skills from the secondary skill list now again a mystic is really really easy to choose skills for you have to know your group if your group is five strong you're one of them so four others and you have a juicer a borg a headhunter and a leyline walker. Your skills are going to be absolutely necessary for social interaction. You double down on the social interaction. You get more domestic. You you uh, you get more espionage. You get more you get more rogue stuff. You do that. You 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 put all of your chips down on social interactions you get you get bartering you get appraised goods you get all that stuff but you still need two skills one shtick that's your deal and then one out of the box well what do we choose i mean all of this stuff is so general what do we choose for our shtick well we're probably going to want to choose an oc related so we get a bonus for it it's either going to be communications domestic espionage Maybe you're, maybe it's going to be brewing. Maybe that's why you take brewing rogue or technical. Let's say it's brewing, making beer, making moonshine, making wine. That's your deal. That's your shtick. Are you great at it at first level? No, man. No, you're not, but it's not going to be poison. It may taste like shit, but it'll do the job. It'll get you drunk. And you know what? Those backward villages. Don't really care if it tastes good or not. Oh, it has an oaky aftertaste. They don't care. It gets he, you hammered. You learn how to make it in coalition time. prison. Yeah, fair enough. It gets you hammered. They're liking you. That's that's your shtick. Now, helping everyone else. Now, for this, your group that that I that I just rattle off is very combat heavy. You're handling all the non-combat stuff. You want your, your group thing, your group help, is to be something for combat. So let's see. What do we have for military? We have none in military. Okay, well, that, that that's a bummer. Let's see if we can find something else. Espionage, escape artists in disguise only. That doesn't really help the group. It helps you. Not so much help the group, I guess, unless you're disguising yourself as an enemy troop. Uh, electrical, none. Communications, any, except anything that would be useful. Uh, pilot any you could be the driver 
all of the things I said, except for the header, the header is the only other guy who, who gets a driving skill right off the bat. I, I know for a fact that my character didn't in, in the, in the riffs campaign we played recently, my character didn't get it off the bat, but a headhunter gets it as an OCC skill. I don't think a Borg does a juicer might, but, uh, a, uh, a leyline walker gets 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 single vehicle only, not APC or or truck or anything like that. I think Borg a, gets hover cycle or something, but I might hover be wrong. cycle. Well, again, yeah. that's that's not ferrying everyone around. Yeah. Your thing True. to the group could be you take the vehicle that hauls everyone around. If you have a Borg in your group, you need a truck, man. Driving Miss Mystic, yeah, or or or, or driving driving Mister Terminator, yeah. There you go. So you need to be able to drive a, a personnel carrier or a, or a big rig or a truck or something that can also carry your Borg. A Toyota is not going to do it. A motorcycle is definitely not going to do it. I don't care how big your Harley is. It's, it's not, it's not going to fit you in a Borg. All right. So that could be your thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, what, what your thing to help the group is. It just has to be assistive to the group. It has to shore up something that is lacking in the group as a whole. So right now we have, we have, we have a guy who is, who is a front man for the group. He endears himself to, to villagers, towns, and even cities because he's so good at it. He's so good at it. Even cities will work. You can barter, you can trade, you can appraise goods, and you can make people beer. Underrated skill for, you know, getting favors and, and getting people. And talking philosophy. Be a little loosey-goosey, right? With their information. That plus interrogation from, say, the, the headhunter or the, or the Borg or the juicer. Get them drunk first. Oh, they'll spill under interrogation. They'll spill it lots of ways you can help the group outside of combat in combat you have your magic you have your psionics it's covered that's covered now personally i don't like the mystic because i figure if you're if you're you know have if too many too many uh things you can do means you're not great at any of them and the, the mystic is is the worst worst example of magic and psionics both of them because you're you're not as good as a, le- a leyline walker or any or any other strictly magician class, and you're not as good as as a as a strictly psionic class. You're kind of okay at both. So I don't like it, but I see the merit when it comes to the skills. I see the merit. You can do almost anything because no one expects you to do anything else except magic and psychics. Magic and psionics. That's all they expect you to do. Everything else is just gravy, which means your choices are open for what you want to take. Just like everything else, take a shtick and take one that helps the group specifically. You have lots to choose from because you don't need any of your skills, really. You don't need any of your non-OCC skills. You don't. As a matter of fact, there's there's a there is a an argument you made that you don't need a lot of your OCC skills like dance, philosophy, play musical instrument. Do you need those? I don't think so. Why are they OCC skills that are mandatory for you to take? Because the, because the idea of the mystic character is to be a holistic character is to be down to earth, non-technological, more, more understanding and relatable to people. You're a 1990s new age occultist. There you go. There you go. 
he's a people person. So turn into that skit. Take your OCC related skills, turning in into that into that idea that you're a people person. Not taking advantage of people. We got a hint of that with the gambling. You can only take regular gambling, not cheating gambling. So not for taking advantage of people, but for genuinely helping people or getting what you want to make sure everyone gets something out of the deal. There, there's your guy. There's, there's your mystic. Skills appropriate. You have skills for yourself. You have skills for the group and you have skills for some fun role play. Dirty Ogre says, uh, Mystic has psychic and magic abilities. Why would she need to learn dirty tricks? But the fact that you are disallowed from one form of gambling and not another, the bad kind, the cheating gambling, I'm inferring that that means something about his outlook on life or outlook on people in general. Plus, having philosophy, dance, and two kinds of instruments, he's obviously a people per a people pleasing person. Just gonna say that uh, on both Rumble and YouTube, there are a lot of people who don't like the the Mystic. Um, I get it. I don't like the Mystic either. Mystic had horsemanship because they there aren't any <laughs> VW vans available. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah, and the com- uh, I, I did I didn't star them all, but the comments just kept going. Yeah, from there. I get it. I get it. You know, when when you when you see Mystic, you think hippie. I and you know what? I'm with you. I understand your. I understand where you're coming from. What you're supposed to see is someone who really, really in loves and enjoys being around people, all different kinds of people from all walks of life, mainly to understand them and to help them understand each other. That's what a mystic is written for. And if you choose your skills appropriately toward that, you're probably going to have a better time. And the mystic OC is a scam. It insists you buy Book of Magics and Psyscape to function. That's not entirely true, but there it's not entirely a lie either. Because with with the uh with the book uh, with the magic book, you do get a lot more utility with your mystic. Those are like the books I don't have. I don't have any books on magic. I don't, I, I don't like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't get involved in the psychic magic stuff and palladium books. Uh, no, Mr. no, no. You can't make magic potions. It's, it's just alcohol. Oh. Brewing is, is alcohol, varying kinds of alcohol. Ooh. And then the last one I had to, I had to end it on the, I had to book, I had to bookend this thing. Mystic <laughs> cell essential oils. Yeah. You know what? I get it. Yep. And you know what? If you want to make a hippie mystic, it's not a leap. It's a step. And you can do it. Now, is your group going to tolerate you? Probably. And that could be your shtick. That could be your thing. Hippie. Take You, you already have the other. Uh, you have dance and musical instrument. You're, 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 you're and philosophy. Of the way there. Okay, you have dance, philosophy, and play musical instrument. You are three-thirds of the way to being a hippie. All right, fine. You're a hippie. Yep. <laughs> Mystics are hippies. You, you, you got me. You you logic me into it. Well, here, here's what I want to say about the, the mystic as a whole, and then, then we'll definitely address the skills. Um, one, I was kind of surprised that uh, I didn't realize that uh, the magic users were so low. I, I figured men-at-arms were going to be the lowest in skills with magic users yep. and then the adventures and scholars. So that definitely int- uh, I found interesting. But uh, one of the things that, that, and it was kind of indicative in chat here, 
with the, both the Vagabond and with uh, the Mystic is I think that sometimes there's a, a mistake with players and game masters and people who look at games in terms of things like balance instead of viability in comparing you know, the mystic to the Leyland Walker or the mystic to the whatever, you know, uh, mind melter instead of looking at it in its own role. And I, and I think what you've done with the skills here, especially with the Vagabond was uh, put it in its own role. I mean, we didn't convince anybody that the Vagabond was useful, but you actually did convince me to some degree because I don't know much about it because I'm not a big riffs player, but I've heard nothing about it. Vagabond sucks, 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 sucks. Well, actually it doesn't, it has a role. Its role needs to be necessitated by the game master. If that's not the yes. type of campaign he's playing, then yeah. then you're right. The vagabond isn't good. But at the same right. time, if, you if can flip that script to the city rat. Go ahead. Yeah, if if you have a strictly combat oriented game master who brushes who you know brushes past all of the non combat stuff, then a vagabond is not going to be fun to play because the game master is literally brushing off all of the stuff you're good at. So if you have that kind of game and that kind of game master. Then yeah, man, don't don't play it because you're you're artificially not going to have a good time. But if you have a game master that does NPC interactions, that that does bartering and haggling, that that you know will will uh, have will you know role play a little bit and roll for you begging or dancing or whatever, then the vagabond or the mystic is a good deal. Right and. and obviously i think riffs focus on a lot of combat it's just how the game is set up but your group doesn't necessarily have to do this and i and i told the same scenario over and over again but i'll say it again the borg or the juicer whatever may be able to break down the door of the building that you're trying to get into but that's going to set off every alarm that's going to cause all the problems that's it's great if you just want to go shooty shooty but that's not always the answer, especially when you have to repair yourself or heal yourself. If you have that rogue scholar, sure, he's not going to be the best in combat, but he still has a what, what Wilkes 447 or whatever it's called. He still yeah. has an MDC gun. Yeah. Um, but you're going to want him. He's not going to be the front lines for dang sure. He's going to be sni- at best sniping from the side, but you're going to need him at that door to break you through it. You're going to need him to use that technology, him or a yeah. class like it. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a rogue scientist, a city rat. Yeah. You know, they both bo- both of them specialize in the whole, you know, cryptography and and locks and and picking and stuff like that. Like Ele- my, my locks, stuff like that. My my yeah. point with that though is that that well, I'm not combat, so I'm useless here. No, you are not useless. Yeah, no, you need not. a little more protection. You're not being the front lines, but you still have what four actions per round. You can still look yes. around that corner and go pop pop pop. Four or five. Four or five. Right. five. I mean, as as we know, the the vagabond can take boxing, right? He can take boxing and yep. and he gets he gets a martial arts expert I think whereas the the mystic gets martial arts basic yep. but you know he's still combat effective yes. oh not as much as my juicer dude no one's as combat effective as your juicer shut up but guess what the juicer's a one one trick pony yeah that's all he does but the vagabond can vagabond and the mystic can do so much more so much more that you can't. And somebody made a comment in the last episode. I didn't put it up, but like, it'd be interesting to see a, a, a party that included no men at arms, just adventure scholars, psychic mystics, and so forth. Absolutely, I'm sure thousands of people have done that at yeah, some point that's or another. Completely viable. Completely yeah. viable. And that's the important word: viability. I have never. I, well, I hate no. the fusionist fusion element, whatever the hell it's called. Elemental fusionist. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that that OCC. 
everyone in the book is viable. Yes. Everyone. The reason being is because with with the with the combination of your OCC special abilities and your OCC skills, you are automatically viable in your role. Automatically, 100%, you serve your purpose. Mm-hmm. The OCC related and secondary skills is just fluff. Gravy and frosting. Yeah, it, it makes you it makes you interesting. And hopefully, if you, if you follow my, my advice, it'll help you become more three-dimensional as a character. But it's not necessary to fulfill your role. Rifts has got you covered, man. Palladium in general has you covered. But why do they make me take all these skills for OCC? To make sure you're viable. No one can make a GIMP character in Palladium. And I, I add one more to that. Make sure you're viable, 100%, and still allow you some freedom to make the type of character yeah. you want outside of that. You are customizable enough to be significant, especially if you choose the adventure and, uh, and scholar classes, because you can specialize to a point where you're almost, a, you're almost a specialty OCC if you want. If your so, game master is making your rogue scholar, vagabond, wilderness scout, whatever, useless, again, I go back and say, that. yeah, I, I don't want to say it's a bad game master, but but I definitely say it's a it's a weaker game master in with with it's regard to that. Fault. Yeah, I will I will say it. it's their fault and it's their responsibility to fix it because all of these OCCs are viable in the game. If you think an OCC is not viable, then you either didn't play it right or your game master didn't adjudicate it properly it's just as i mean he could easily say look this can be combat heavy okay you know what now you know what role you're going or this is going to be an anti-man like the one we played in <clears throat> we were all told you're picking men that's it you're picking oh i guess uh, a nerdy ogre is a wilderness scout <clears throat> yeah. excuse me so there's no magic yep. we get it because we we're kind of siding with the coalition it would have been a problem to have magic in there but yep. so you can do all these things absolutely that does rule out some some classes but through the skill selection that that he talked about here every one of these things is viable and then from there you would you say you you have your specialty and then you have your backup to, yeah, to somebody have, in the group you have, you have your shtick and your group skill your shtick you is 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 your your fun thing that you do that's that uh, that identifies your character from Joe Schmo on the street or from any other vagabond or from any other juicer. This is your thing. And then there's the skill that's for your group. This, this shores up a, a possible problem of knowledge in the group as a whole. You do those two things, you're going to have a better time. So let us know as you think, like, subscribe, and share, 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 share. Uh, really love it when uh, people put the, the links out there on Facebook and discords and so forth to have uh, folks look over these videos, especially these riffs ones. But uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, do you agree with heathen dog? Do you think that, uh, that he's wrong? Do you think our chat was right when they're saying, ah, the mystic, <laughs> you should have seen some of this chat. That was funny. Um, but, you know, actually isn't good. And the reason why I selected a couple, uh, actually all three of the OCCs is because to me, they're either the ones that are complained about the most or the ones I see the least. And Heathen Dog put it out there for you as far as no, like these are all viable. This is what you do with them. Learn to play within that shtick. And, and, and it's not even a closed-minded shtick. It's not like there's only one thing you can do. But every 
occupational character class. It's an occupation. It has a role. It has a methodology. And then you customize it to your taste. If you're just focusing on, well, I'm a Borg, so everything I'm going to do is only be combat ever. Well, outside of combat, don't complain that you're useless. And, and you know, even role-playing your character at that point, be, you, you're just a paper cutout. Yep. of a of a character you you have no depth you have no you have no gravitas you have no soul it's not going to be fun role-playing your character if you just are a murder hobo and that's it that was a great place to end that one yeah <laughs> i loved it ended on murder hobo <laughs> i ended on murder hobo all right let's quickly uh whip up segment three here if you want to get the link out to folks all right and i'll put uh, no that's not it what am i putting on the screen oh I'm putting my laughing me I'm not even going to say that I'm going to make a new thumbnail at some point because because uh, I'll just be lying, I think. So he got the link out there. Oh, I got to put it up on Rumble. Oh, that's right. We have people watching on Twitter also. I forgot about that one. Well, if there are any comments, they don't pop up on the screen here. So uh, that's not what I want to do. I want to invite. Wait, Twitter doesn't have chat integration? That's I don't I don't know. I just, I just clicked the button. That's all I did. All right, the link is out to folks if you want to call in. Let me get this up here. Boop. Note that uh, check your audience surroundings. So one question related to segment one or two uh, will respond. Follow up to our response. And then you hang up. There you go. Wow. wow we got people. People have feelings. People, okay. people are popping in today. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> let's get that off the screen. Get this on. Let's get people talking to us. Boom. Starting off with that darn cat. How you doing, sir? I am not dying right now, which is that's, a that's, good thing. Great. That's that, good for everybody. That, that's that's a backhanded way of being positive. Yeah. Uh, considering considering I, I have metastatic prostate cancer and will never oh, not hear have that. cancer in my life for the rest of my life. Okay, you're you're living with cancer. That's Got right. That, but it's, you're living. Oh, Forget all right. the words after that. You're yeah, living. The, the living part is the important part. Yeah. Right. So, right. Vagabond. I do yeah. think Vagabond is a poor name. It okay. should be okay. something like Wanderer or Drifter. In my family, my grandfather, Jack, he was a drifter. During the during the Depression, he traveled um, across the United States. He rode the rails, you know, like a lot of hobos did. Mm-hmm. But he was a master carpenter, and he worked as a carpenter anywhere he could. He was not a hobo. He didn't beg. If he went to your house and, and wanted a meal, he would work for that meal. He had a lot of other skills besides carpentry. And so he worked for a living. You know, he worked in a place until it was until there was no more work and it was time to move on because there was no more work to be done. So, right. so let, me, let me let me ask you a question based on that. Uh, so, so here's my question, D- and I'm and I'm asking because I don't know. Maybe there is some some definition I'm not here, but whether it's hobo, that wouldn't sound good for an OCC drifter. I don't have a problem with that. But to me, drifter and vagabond are the same. Thing. Like, I just when I hear it, I just I think they, they of the same thing. Like synonyms, yeah. They it, seem uh, like but vagabond has a has a has a, a negative a, connotation. A, a bummer, a, a like a bum okay. connotation to it. You're a vagabond because you don't have, you can't do anything. Okay. Whereas the the vagabond OCC has a crap ton of skills. Yeah. And From you, now on, I'm calling it the bum. It's the no, bum no, OCC. I'm rewriting it in my book. Good. Drifter sounds good. I mean, the, 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 the vagabond has a lot of skills. Like you said, you can make sewing your stick. And you can go to a, you can go to a small village and say, hey, for just for food and a little bit of fuel to get onto the next town, 
I can do this work. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, if, I, if you want, I, no, I, mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. No You're not necessarily begging all the time. You have you're begging. Bartering. You you're can use it, but you're using, yeah, you're bartering your time and labor for food and fuel. Yeah, okay. I get it. I'm, I'm not going to argue with it. I was just curious because, no, I mean, no. I don't have an issue with Vagabond, but all the names, like, somebody's putting in Nomad, Drifter, Nomad, I'm going Drifter, with all, all the, all Nomad would be a good, good choice, too. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all that, that really whole, I travel, I, uh, uh, when I looked it up, when I looked it up, I was looking up, for, looking up synonyms, and one of them was Rolling Stone. Yeah. Because you, you have that song, Rolling Vagabond Stone. gathers no moss, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. That is a all good right. one. Well, uh, appreciate that. Uh, I, thanks I, for popping I'm, in. I hope I'm glad you that, that your grandfather had a had a lot of experience in his life, and I'm I'm sad that you have the second part of the living with cancer part. What, what? living? Yeah, the first part's great. The second part blows. I can say this: the VA has been nothing but fantastic for me. Well, everybody and everybody I know is moving over. They're trying to move over to the VA for jobs now because they're paying the bonus we're supposed to get. So, all right, with oh, that. Really? Yeah, yeah I talked about right the beginning of the stream, but uh, that's, that's for it's later. A great, it's a great job. Yep. All right. Well, you have a good one. Thanks for popping in. Later. All right. Well, that was that darn cat. Thanks for him popping in there. He's got yeah, a different Owen name Owen. in YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. But now we have Omen Owl. How you doing, Omen Owl? Good. I, I, I did read your comment on Discord. I can't do that because it's technically legally considered optional. If they promised you that, then it's they didn't promise anybody. They just they just said it's been approved. Oh, okay, okay. It's it's, it's yeah. Price. You know the difference between the um, the pay. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, I want to talk about the six cents and what you guys were talking about with Heathen Dog on Mutant Gin Lab. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like we did. Okay, yeah, great. Back way yeah. back then. Well, yeah, because I was catching up. I don't really care about you know the the other stuff. Anyway, okay. <laughs> the, the the point of the six cents is you know that there's something out there, so it activates automatically. Now you're just asking the player. Do you want Ooh. more information that something's sneaking by so you can react accordingly? Okay, that's, that's, that's not how we read it. I was looking at it. I was looking at it, and it says you roll um, an opposed test. Well, so, that's scout. That's well, that's well, for scout, not for six cents. And yes, but you got scout and sneak. Mm -hmm. It's an opposed roll. They yep. roll sneak. Yes. You roll scout. Yep. It only it only applies if it's an enemy. Mm -hmm. And when you do a scout, it gives you plus two to the dice whenever there's an enemy sneaking nearby you. That's that's which, the sixth sense portion of it. Yes. Yeah. So if you don't want to use the FP, you're still rolling your scout anyway. So they, you know, something's going on. Now you can just enhance it to find out how many there oh, are. Oh, right. You yeah. have to roll an opposed test. Yeah. So you, as the player, know that someone is sneaking because you have to roll an opposed scout test out of the blue. Right, because the game right. master said so. So then you can decide whether you want to activate sixth sense or not. Right now, it's player knowledge, but I think it's. But if 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 it works like the way you're describing, it it's made for that. Yes, yes. So you can say I get this weird feeling on me. And say, oh, okay, go ahead and roll. You know, if the DM says go ahead and roll, and you're like, well, if I, I do, I get a weird yeah. feeling. Yeah, go ahead and use your sixth sense. Like, well, how many do you want to use? And you're like. All right, there are four guys, I think, over there, and I think this is because it gives you more information about Scout and what you can find out. Like, is it coming for me? Are the more of them close by? How do I get in or, or away? And it, so, so, so Omano, I'll, I'll yeah. take the hit on that one because I was visualizing like you were saying it, but I think I made an assumption, not openly, sure. but in, in, internally I made an assumption that people understood 
that that was an opposed role because uh, I anytime I see sneak and I, I was trying to say that to Heath, Heath and dog that it yeah I was like you you I use the ambush analogy because that's when it comes up a lot but yeah that's an opposed role so you know you're rolling on this side that person knows he's rolling over there and while you can roll that as a secret GM role if you want to I actually encourage you to do it in some cir- circumstances mutant year zero isn't meant to be run as a secretive simulations type game all right. You know something weird's about to happen. Roll, you roll, I'll roll, and then you can say, "Well, I want to use six cents." Well, there you go. Okay. Now plus two to your roll. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. You know what? Yeah, that's all it's meant to be, and right, I'm not right. disagreeing. But that's so that's where we're coming in. Okay. With I that know explanation, yeah. Go ahead. With that explanation, I'm going to re- revise my 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 thought on uh, on six cents. It is it is a better deal now. It is it is actually useful. Would I still use it? I'm on the fence. Well, it's still but, all the same problems with feral points in general. So. Yeah, yeah, still all the same problems with the feral point thing. Uh, that and and that and that and that that's fair. That's not going away. But you know, I I immediately like the tail one because it had it had tangible bonuses that mm-hmm. that that are useful situationally. And even if you get screwed over, you 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 still succeed in what you want to do. It's not that the power just goes off, but you actually succeed in not falling off cliff or or you know not you know, doing all this stuff. So with, with, with six cents used, if it, if it a hundred percent is used the way you, you say it is, which I'm pretty convinced that you're right. Yes. Then, then yeah, then it is, it is viable. And, and, that, and that was my poor job of explaining that. That's on me. Cause I didn't, I was visualizing what you're saying, but I wasn't articulating that. Okay. And I want to mention one other thing about armor. If it's automatically one point, that's almost like having three points of armor. Yes. Um, so so it, statistically, it's, it's around that way. Anyway, I'll let you guys go. That was it. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for the clarification. All right. Thank you, Omanel. Yeah, no. And, and the thing is, is when he was saying that, I'm like, that's what I was saying. And I thought about, like, no, I wasn't actually articulating that well. So. You were thinking it. <laughs> yeah, I was. Well, today I've not been able to think or speak clearly, apparently. So, um, all right. So let's go and read some of the chat from last week and see if anybody else wants to pop in. The link is still out there for folks on both Rumble and, well, you hit Twitch and, what's this one? I didn't put it out there for Twitter, but I don't have Twitter open. So anyway, um, so Perfect Tangent says, uh, I still can't stand the sound of my own voice. I don't normally read the ones for, I can't either. Actually, your voice was fine. I was kind of sitting there going, hmm. Mm, that's somebody who could take over the show. <laughs> uh, it's, dude, I have a high nasally squeaky voice. My voice sucks. Uh, see so the operator i was looking at the starting equipment you kind of skipped okay we can't do every single word yeah sorry man we we can't we can't uh, do everything it says dude gets two commercial vehicles as per pilot skill is that two total or as we read it two per pilot skill whoa no that would be two total and uh, if you have two pilot skills you would probably take those two right yeah but you would you would want to take one larger vehicle that can store your smaller vehicle because you are not two people <laughs> right, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and just by the way a real world example of that is when i uh moved to germany i had to sell a car i had for 17 years and loved that car that saturn yep that old saturn of mine uh yep. loved that car but i couldn't figure out how to drive two vehicles at the same time to the uh to the uh, was it uh whatever the international transport vehicle whatever blah 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 is um so i had to obviously I had to get rid of that one because i was still making payments on the other car and that was sad but yeah so Heath and dog makes a perfect point and i'm going to do one more then we'll hit our, our next commenter so we can get through a couple of these zone travel oh, wait hold on nope nope deleting that one how do i delete 
you go away remove all existing comments from this user yeah how about that remove report hide user from channel yeah we're gonna do that why one. is this happening oh it's a star license feature sorry um did you read it no uh, apparently i have to zoom out go away i'm not upgrading so i'm deleting that comment Thanks a million, Dr. Afamoon YouTube channel, for playing a vital role in my HSV infection. You want me to keep reading this? No. Okay. Uh, so, we're, there we go. We'll report for unwanted commercial comment or spam because I don't care. And hide user on my channel. Bye bye. You got blocked. And that happens very rarely. All right. So, let me hit one comment here and then we'll get Mark Hawkman. So, Jeepers uh, Creepers. Oh. I have to zoom in like that so people can see it. All right, the issue with an ability like Scry is that many players are socially retarded and will constantly have game scenario breaking visions because problem solving is just so hard. Yeah, again, Heathen Dog's perfectly right on this. I normally don't agree with Heathen Dog. Or let me phrase it. No, I agree with him. I think he, his stance, like I say about Shauna, is too puritanical about this. But in this case, I have to agree with Heathen Dog 100%. Is that, yeah, if you give the player the option to kill the bad guy. He's going to take it. Because yeah. it's not stupid. Right. Uh, I'm going to give game. you the option to win right now, but one of your friends have to die. Eh, most most players are psychopaths. They're just going to say, okay. <laughs> right. uh, I, I've run games with these types of players on continents and seven states. I wouldn't allow just any player to play a character role with this much game-breaking power unless I could trust the player not to be stupid about the vision. I could see that vetting your player to play it. Yeah. And uh, if I had such a player, uh, I'd slip the player notes about things that are going to happen. Yeah. Don't look. let the other players know you're, play you're playing favorites. Because they'll well, get angry. This is definitely one of those things that falls under the concept of being a house rule and how your table handles it is just how your table handles. We're not yeah. reading the book that way because we're giving you what the book says. And yeah, we throw in our opinions here and there. But this, de this to me, I think oversteps that bounds a little bit, but it's absolutely, yeah. If you can do this at your table, this would be a great way of adding it back in. And if you want to throw Mar Hawkman in now, go ahead. Mar Hawkman. Good afternoon, Mar Hawkman. How you doing? Hey, um... Well, I, I was going to just kind of like give a, a quick comment that it's like the, the way they design designed the OCCs reminds me of the way Final Fantasies design character classes where everyone does something, even if they're not necessarily equally useful. Everyone does something. Yeah. But anyway, um, with the, the whole like future seeing thing, yeah. I, that feels like it's meant to be house ruled as to how the game master wants to limit it. Because, but it doesn't say that. I know. It strictly know. says no, player yes, can yes. do blah blah no, blah. No, Mar, Mar Hawkman is one hundred percent right. When you read it, you're like, oh my god, this thing, this thing needs to be rewritten mm -hmm. by literally everyone. Anyone <laughs> yeah. could write a power better than this. This is ridiculous. There is no way this is going to be conducive to a good, fun game. Why did you write it this way? I have to I have to use my entire bottle of whiteout and <laughs> retype this whole thing because, because the writer's a freaking idiot. I mean, I mean, me personally, if I was going to use it, I would start off by telling the players within reason and yeah but, but reason understand is, that this is okay so and i'll let you keep going my hawkman I'm, I'm not gonna say you're done now but uh the the i don't want to say necessarily the people behind this game but generally speaking modern gamers want more narrative driven games and if you go through twitter if you talk to some of the youngers they want more player agency so to speak we've talked with garth on about that we've talked to other people yada yada 
So having that in there, vice, say, an augury spell or a contact other plane spell from old school D&D where the game master gives the information really does fit into the modern narrative where the game master isn't in as much control of the game. It's a philosophical difference. To me, that's how I'm seeing this. It's just a philosophical difference between a style of more modern gamer versus the traditional old school gamer. So now, by itself, on. I can see why it's there. But I agree why? with both of you guys in the fact that it needs to white it out. See, yeah. the, the, the problem they did is they allowed the player to say anything and it be true. Mm, yeah. It has yeah. to be true. That was wrong, 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 wrong. Because a player will say some outlandish shit, and now it's your job to make it true. You are now catering to the player. You're giving the player literally his hopes and dreams, making it real. Maybe I'm more that of a jerk about that. Crazy. Because what you said right there, I say that's fine. I don't like the fact that the player becomes the game master, dictates yeah. to the game yeah. master per you the writing of the rules. Give him his yeah. hopes and dreams. You must. Yep. See, part of where I did diverge in that is in the whole like big picture versus a whole picture thing. It's like the, the, the player says something that's kind of like a rough image of it, and then the game master kind of fills in uh, the details to make it fit the actual story. Yeah, but you, but like I said last week, that's forcing the game master to adjust what is happening. So, like when I was running Earthdawn, for example, or, or what is going to happen, right? Um, when I was running Earthdawn for Heathen Dog and them, I very rarely ran modules. I did things off the seat of my pants, and it was really based on what they were doing. Now that sounds sandboxy, except in my head, I already had worked out generally what's going to happen no not what's going to happen the direction that it's supposed to go in. now they could go sideways with it and they could tell when they did because i'd be like wait a second what but but i still generally knew what's going on if somebody does this to me every week i can't plan at all because i know the person's going to send me sideways and sure i can work it in sometimes but i shouldn't be forced to do that as the game i shouldn't be forced to you know i don't mind reacting to what they do i don't like something being foreshadowed where now yeah. i have to ham fist this into the game that, does that make sense when i say it that way yeah no if uh, if you if you have to make the seer vision come true you have to do it even if it doesn't fit in what you had planned to do and if you do it it's going to seem disjointed yeah. it's it's not going to flow can and it be done? Absolutely. People have uh, done it. Can it be do done I want, well? Probably not. Do I want to deal with it? And if you want to call me a weak game master for this, Fine, do it. Forever. I don't care. You know, nope. don't want to deal with it. Don't, don't want to deal with that. I mean, you know, a wish spell is one thing because you're you're getting what you want, but you're getting it right now. And the spell itself is a giant hammed fist. So you're not worried about about you know ro uh, about the the role play consequences or anything like that, but this is a is a more insidious animal. This one is you are setting something up in the future, very near future, according to the to the raw reading of this thing, that must happen, even if it wasn't likely to happen or probable yeah. to happen. It must happen now. And you, you know to... players who go like, hey, I'm going to mess oh, yeah. with them this week. Players, again, I gotta... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to mess with them this week. I'm going to, yeah, yeah. So 
<laughs> just, just you know what? From now on, just hang that. We don't need a heathen dog picture anymore. We'll just go with that. <laughs> That's it. Oh, actually, but, that that reminds me of of a question uh, that I was had in my head. That it's like, is this always something that is guaranteed to come true, or is it merely something that no guaranteed? Well, really? well, it it does it does say the, the, that the game we can I can pull it back up. I don't have it up right now, but it essentially it does say that the game master has to make like the best effort to make it happen. So it's not a hundred percent guaranteed. In fact, it says uh, the bonus to the role only comes true if that particular thing happens. But but here's the flip side of that. Like we talked about last week, if you were to come to me and say I want such and such that or I I envision such and such happening, and I consistently don't do it, I'm the dick. In, yeah. in, in the heathen dog methodology of that. No, I no, don't actually be, think I'm because, a dick. But. I took feral points yep. and used them, po possibly gimping my character for hours and hours or forever, and you gave me nothing for it. You're the bad guy. Yes. So, no, no, as no, long you, as it's possible, you have yep. to do it. Yeah. So, so. I, I wanted to rain gold coins from the sky, or <laughs> it's going to rain gold coins from the sky tomorrow. Well, that's not possible. So... The game master could say no to that, but you know, I see myself in, in three days time winning from a game of chance, several hundred golden coins. That's possible. I mean, this, the game this, master this, now has to make that happen. This, this goes to end with that whole, like within reason thing I mentioned earlier is that the, 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 the player specifying something that's utterly outlandish is just a, a stupid thing that the game master shouldn't allow. A, 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 again, you're talking from an older school mentality on that. A lot of newer school gamers are like players are, I don't want to say in charge, although some would tell you that. Hold on. I've got the book here again. I'm going to look at that skill. Well, well while you're doing that, uh, Kevin says uh, there's a GM caveat in the ability. The player can't yes. use it again. Can't use the talent again until the vision comes true. No, no, this is the skill also. The skill also really yeah i thought i just said it on the talent okay a gm well, could just put off the vision until the current scenario result is resolved yeah. again if you have a smart player you can you can uh you can shorten that window hmm. that that was actually a, a comment I, I made about this uh, a while back was the the idea that uh the player sees oh. something that is going to happen 20 years from down the road <laughs> Well, no, the, the, the problem with that is the player chooses what the vision is. And if he's not an old man in the vision, then, you know, whatever. It's not going to uh, work out. Well, so so yeah. let, let's I, read I, it I, again. You can perform a scrying ritual to discern what will happen during the game session. So that affects all of the talents based on the skill as well. The ritual requires a few hours and can be completed with the help of hallucinogenic plants, sweat lodge, or some other method of your choosing role. Failure. Well, who cares about failure? Success. You see visions of the future showing. So you've taken the time, hours, mm -hmm. and some stuff, you're hallucinogenic, whatever, to, to make this role. Then you succeeded. So you've performed an actual viable action in the game. You see visions of the future showing a certain action. Who performs it and if it succeeds or not? I foresee Heathen Dog lopping off the head of Bob the Billy Goat over there who is stopping us from crossing the bridge. Okay. You, the player, decide what the vision shows right there, and you should describe it for all to hear. If the action you have predicted is actually carried out, doop -a doop -a doop hey, we, uh, we found the billy goat. Regardless if you're present or not is affected by your prediction. If you predicted that the action would succeed, heathen dog succeeded at lopping off the head of Bob the billy goat, 
the number of successes that I roll for this skill are added to the roll for the action. So me trying to lop off the, the head of Bob the Billy Goat gets more, more successes added to my to my roll. So if he wanted to talk to Bob the Billy Goat, nope. That wouldn't work. I have to try and cut off his head. But if I do, I'm probably going to make it. Yeah. Because I if get the, more successes, automatic successes. If the action you have predicted does not happen during the session, the effect is lost. You must have misinterpreted your visions. You can scry several times during the same session, but you cannot scry again till the action you have predicted happens or okay, until the next go. session. And here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. Scroll up to the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, of the skill or the, uh, the success? Okay. okay. okay uh, the, 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 the ritual requires a few hours and can be completed with the help of blah, sweat lodge, blah, blah. Uh, you can perform a scrying ritual to discern what will happen during the gaming session. Not a gaming session. The gaming session. That is a specific gaming session. That means this one. Mm -hmm. By the end of the gameplay today, this thing has to be able to happen. What if you guys decide not never go see Bob the Billy Goat? Well, then the vision, you know, again, then it's a misinterpretation of the vision. But he right. has to wait for that to possibly, yes or no, come to fruition. Now, as the game master, Mahawkman, I'm keeping you on for a little bit longer here than we should, but, but I want to ask you this question. So here we go. As the game master, you have your vision, you come up with it, you tell me Bob the Billy Goat stuff. It never happens because you don't go to where I envision Bob the Billy Goat would be or, you know, he's at that river or whatever. You guys never go to the river. All right, next session. You say, ah, oh, I foresee that we're going to walk through a dark tunnel, blah, 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 and we're, gonna, and we're going to succeed in finding whatever the MacGuffin is. And then that doesn't happen again. At what point do you say, why the hell am I playing this role in using this ability? Uh, actually while you're thinking about that move to the talent that we have the big problem with uh oh crap yeah that's because that's even worse yeah hold on i have to get to <sighs> chapter four this, this is one of those things where i would expect the players to at least be trying to guide yeah, things yeah you're, you're expecting players to be rational and on your side <laughs> I, I I understand that's that that's not a given, but still, you know, if 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 they're using the thing, I would expect them to try to make it happen. No, go go to the next one, the next one, the one that's immediate. Yeah. Well, one Sudden of the things, uh, here here's the bad one. What while you're thinking about that one, try and wrap your head around this one. You don't need extensive rituals to foretell what is to come. Visions of future affect you at any time. You can scry at any point during the game session. It counts as an action, and the vision takes hold of you and renders you unable to do anything else. You are not allowed to roll scry again before the event in your vision has come to pass. Using scry without the ritual modifier gives you a minus two to your roll. Okay, so now you don't need all day. You don't need hallucinogenics. You don't need a sweat lodge. You don't need hours. You just do it at the beginning. You wake up. You have a vision. And there you go. And if it doesn't happen by the end of this game session, you can you get the power back. Hmm. How many times do you deny the player before he gets pissed and you become the bad guy? Yeah, this is one of those things where it's like having this happen in the middle of combat. I can definitely see how that could be a problem. Especially if the player is trying to dictate how uh, combat. That's what this power does. Yeah. It dictates the future. Yeah. Like, 
So ultimately, uh, you know, with, without beating this dead horse down, because I want to read some more chat and see if anybody else is going to call in here. Um, the, the, the issue for me, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. For me is the fact that on some level, I know I'm repeating myself here, but the Game Master's hands are tied. And I do not believe in players tying the Game Master's hands. If this had simply just been rewritten, the Game Master comes up with the scenario and feeds it to the character. Or says, oh, you want to do a scry? Again, like an augury spell or a contact other plane spell in AD&D. Or um, a collaboration of some kind. I would, I would even yes. accept that. You know, there is one thing about this that, that popped into my head that this is obviously not written for, but to me makes more sense as a good way to write this ability. The DM does a hidden role to determine whether or not the vision actually comes true. So the players don't actually know whether the, the vision is real or fake. So at what point do you say, do you want to push your role? There's yeah. the rub. Yeah. If you don't know it's fake, why would you, why would you ever push your role? I know. I know. I know. That, 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 that's one of those things where. Yeah. The, the the system doesn't really want it to work that way. No, the, the system is set up as a rules. Like, again, we're getting kind of simulationist with this, necessarily to some degree. But the the, sim the system is meant to be simple. It's meant to keep the game moving. And like, look, if you want to scry, scry. That's why I, I don't get personally, I don't get butthurt over some of the, the nuance that I don't necessarily like my only rub is the game master should be the one in control of this, not the player. Yeah. The, the, the player should never be in control of the future of the world. That's right. the game master's literal job. Taking away his job. You took my job. That's what happened. All right, my Hawkman. Thanks there for popping on in here. That was a good discussion and uh, talk to you later. Yeah. Later. All right, let me get that back up. That could have, that could have kept going on. I, but yeah. I, but I get, but I, I, I do now have to go because uh, the, okay. the restaurant isn't going to be open for much longer. Oh, okay. All right, I'll finish okay. up some comments. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good one. And uh, we'll look through to see if there are any more comments on here. Well, I'll skip this one then, because this was going to be for Heathen Dog, and it's long. Um, encounters. What do you usually do? Uh, stats present a random encounters, convert antagonists. Yeah, these are a lot of these are for Heathen Dog. So I'll... Uh, See if I can get him to answer them in text later. Do, 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 do. Here we go. The boar and the duck are from a different Gen Lab, Gen Lab Delta, I think. I'd never heard that before, but it's possible. I, I Again, I don't know literally everything about it, so that might be right. So, do, do, do. love this game's getting some more attention. Yeah, you know, we kind of dogged it a little bit more than I'd hoped to today, but we did get fixated on some things. I like Gen Lab Alpha. Okay, uh, you got to take it in. Omen Owl did a great job of popping in and, and clarifying what I'm visualizing in my head. I don't know why. In the last few weeks, I cannot speak the way I want to speak. Maybe I'm maybe I am getting retarded or something. But uh, um, it clarified it, and it's also why I kind of say at the beginning of some of these videos that this isn't a simulationist game. Palladium is much more simulation than this. Pathfinder is completely ridiculously simulationist. Battlers of the 23rd century, I don't think you can get more simulations in a game and still call it a role-playing game. This is more freeform. It's more like, look, there are only 12 skills, 13 if you count the specialty skill, only four attributes. Just roll, you know, your role is to be big and strong. Roll your big and strong stuff. I don't care what it's about. If it's big and strong stuff, you get a good role for it. Oh, you're supposed to be, you know, intelligent and able to figure things out. Whatever it happens to be. Yeah, basically you have a lore in every literal thing in the pop 
possible planet. I don't care. Just roll because it's meant to be simplistic. So I, you have to take a lot of that into consideration as far as the simplicity of that goes, because it is a more story based narrative driven game. Just don't take the power away from the game master. And it's, I think this is the only time that that happens from what I remember. Uh, and, it, and remember mutant year zero is the core game. Gen lab alpha Elysium and Mechatron while they can be played by themselves, they're really meant to be part of that greater whole. So, uh, um, all right. Rifts DBs of North America. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and he's a new, new, uh, member as well. So that's good to see GM new to Rifts DBs of North America. Yeah. If you're playing gen lab alpha in North America, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, also a big shifter fan. So prove me wrong. The shifter is just evil, magical Pokemon trend. Dang it. He's he, 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 he had to though. He's got an appointment. So, um, like I said, I'm going to try to see if I can get him to answer these. Francois de Rocher. By the way, Francois de Rocher, we don't necessarily agree on everything in the world, but he has a really great blog. He posts it on our Discord. It's all Palladium book stuff. Uh, I don't have the link right now. I probably should. But you can check out his blog. Come to our Discord. You can see it in the Palladium Books channel. Uh, channel. He posts the links there. Uh, but check it out. Maybe next week I'll try to remember to have it up. Or if he's in chat right now, he can post the link and uh, I'll post it for everybody. But he has a really good bl blog that uh, about Palladium. And I, I think you are actually missing out if you don't read it. Uh, the coalition tables are based on the original source book one, which include compositions, each of those types of squads. Real shame that uh, Palladium Books took them out to make room for the Republicans. Yeah, now, this isn't a real world thing right here, by the way. This is actually something in Rifts. Uh, example, Dog Pack Recon Squad included four time. Okay, four like dog boys. You know the funny thing is, is I like something like this for an outline, a framework. But I prefer, I kind of preferred the way that it was because if you're a level twenty or sorry, just played him level fifteen party or level one party, I can tweak it to my needs. Yeah, could I do that anyways? Yes, absolutely. But I like frameworks over specificity. Your mileage may vary though, so. Uh, where can I per I, I let me see if I can find it. Uh, look on my Discord here for a second, and of course, let them know Legion has sent you. Oh, okay, so it's called scholarlyadventures.com. I'm just going to put a link into chat for every this is his review of the Mystic. You can find more there, and let me put it on the Rumble side as well. Again, you don't have to agree with everything he says, I know I don't. But I agree with the vast majority of what he says, and I think he's got some really good write-ups in there. So, uh, oh, Heathen Dog did comment to that one, so maybe we've caught up on everything. I think it says so much. Says maybe secondary quest, maybe DBs of North America would add something. Uh, did Heathen Dog respond to that one? I will click the good suggestion. I think that is a good suggestion. And uh, again, when it comes to Rift's content, that's all up to Heathen Dog. I'm focused on free league right now, and if I'm going to do Palladium, it's going to be after the bomb. With the engage game, uh, guide me the idea of what random encounters should be. Okay, random undead or bandits in fields. Want something stronger? Throw in a juicer or brute. Okay. All right. Sorry, I'm not reading these completely. It's just it's more of a heathen dog thing. Dinosaurs are my go-to for any encounter in Palladium system. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, then you're probably running games in Florida, South Carolina, Alabama. So, okay. Uh, walking along rifts is like taking kids to a zoo without fences. Danger zone. I think that's what you need to plan your encounters a bit. Okay, 
Sure. Random can be fatal to a non-event. Yes. Uh, here, here's my thing. And I talked with Heathen Dog a little bit after the stream. I felt that he focused a bit too much on random encounters and not encounters as a whole, which is why I was asking the questions. Now, he was appreciative of the questions that I asked him, so that was good. But uh, I really thought it was going to be more about encounter design than just random encounters. So if you want something more about encounter design and don't feel that that video uh, hit that spot for you, uh, send him a message. And maybe he'll, excuse me, maybe he'll do it. I'm really trying to keep him on Palladium and Rifts right now, even though we try to change it up every week a little bit, simply because it gets good views. He has a lot of knowledge to pass, and a lot of you guys like watching his Rifts content. So, uh, do uh, do the players give chase engage? It? Yeah, I, I see what's being said here. Perfect tangent. Most random thing about my encounters: how the party reacts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think that's everybody's encounters, right? So, all right. Anything? You know, I'm going to skip the Rifts ones. I really got to leave them for him. Good. He's responded there. Let's see. Again, he gets more comments than I do. Am I the only one horrified by the idea of elf juicers? You could live for a thousand years. Nah, five's good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And. Oh, God, New West. Uh, hey, guys, I've been going through a lot of your Palladium videos and watched this one a few times. My main. I'll get you in a second there, Keto. Uh, my main game campaign runs in New West. Oh, no. I, I Look, there's nothing inherently wrong with New West. My personal beef, I don't like Westerns, and I thought it was too tropish. Like, that's that's it. You know, if you like Westerns, then it's great. If you like Serenity, but want to be more after the bomb, it'd be good for you. So, all right, let's uh, pop on in here. Boom. All right, what you got? So you wanted to mention about the um, framework, and I ought to mention this on the Discord with Heathen mm -hmm. Dog. That uh, with the encounters, I I found the a book that I didn't even know. I, I'm a lifelong, well, for the last 20 years, 30 years, Palladium fan. Awesome. And the uh, Rifts, Primer, and Adventures. I have no idea where this book came from. I have, I, I subscribe to Palladium. I do everything Palladium. I have and, that too. <laughs> wow. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, this this actually helped, uh, and so I, I am a bad GM to according to you because I, I prefer uh, modules and I don't do a lot of pre work for them. Oh no no I no 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 no! Oh, wait, oh, I, I don't think I hope I've never said that people who run modules are bad. No, I no, no, no. I suck at modules. I I'm I'm the type of person when I run a module I have to do it as written. I know I'm not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. I know that you're supposed. My brain says no. You're going to screw it up and ruin the author's intent if you don't. So I'm bad at modules. That's why I don't do them. Yeah, I, but I don't do a lot of pre work, and so that's why <laughs> I'm the I'm, I get that. But this has helped me actually click because I've been screaming. I need uh, give me a good example as well of your RPG is dumb game, mm -hmm. um, but I was screaming for Kevin. Give us some form of example. How do you run it? What do you do? And this book actually clicked for me. Um, okay. This has, uh, but more importantly, at all uh, the the encounter charts, the random charts, page ninety six, um, ninety seven, and you know salvage uh, rates, repair rates. Uh, random equipment on page 93 um okay yeah you know and i you know i i mentioned this in discord i won't comment it but you said you wanted a framework you how you like framework and i just something said look you know this if you guys can find this 
this has done more help to me than than this did. Well, that's the big book of magic. <laughs> uh, the the big book of skills. You know, this is See, great. I I hate that book. I love this book because it has all the equipment. I I I'm a I'm a I'm a technophile. Okay. Okay. You know, give give me give me all the military vehicles. Give me all the psionics. Give me all the cyborgs. Give me all the weapons. See, I, I guess know? that that was that was kind of the difference with me. So I have both the Heroes Unlimited Game Master and the Rifts oh, one. I, yeah. I love the Heroes Unlimited Game Master one because it gives tips and tricks, adventure ideas, how to run, like everything that I want as a game master. If I wanted an equipment book, I would get an equipment book. And I really thought that the Rifts Game Master book was nothing but a rehash of the skills. Answered a couple of questions. That was pretty cool. And and some more equipment. I'm like. I have source books, well, more heathen dog than me, but with source books and world books for that, this book should be about how to make the best adventure possible. And so uh, for me, I really felt that the Heroes Unlimited Game Master Guide was absolutely amazing. And I don't even like superheroes. And the right. Rifts one was just, eh, it's the monster manual. <laughs> but this, this is, this is the answer that you're, that you're looking for. Yep. You know, how to make hook, like, and sinkers, how to use hook, line, and sinkers. Uh, a pre -gen there's a pre-generated campaign. Uh, for intros, which and I like the the Murktown boot camp uh, scenario. I like that a lot myself. Um, which uh, and that gives you, you know, bonuses to skills for for doing that. Um, I like I like how they did that. So, if, excellent. Uh, yeah, framework. This is it right here. Well, I'll have to page through. I remember I ordered this because I was going through a game mastery thing. I was also doing some writing. I was kind of writing my own Palladium homage at one point that uh, got out of hand. <laughs> it was over a thousand pages, and I'm like, nope, that no, we're not. I'm not editing or paring that down. But uh, so I got a lot of the game mastery stuff, and uh, I, I went through some of it. And there is a lot of good R is uh, good nuggets of advice in the books. I, I just really thought that some of the other ones over the riffs were better because riffs has got all those source books with that said, no, just paging through what, you know, as I flip through the pages that you had in here, this definitely has more of what I would expect to be in <laughs> the, the game. Actually, it's got adventures. It's got uh, uh, spell learning rules, like yeah, all time yeah, maps all and so forth. Yeah. That's, that's a hidden gem. I don't know why. I don't know how I did not know about that before. And I am, Give me my palladium. I, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I, I wish I was a Rifts fan. And again, don't hate it. I don't know if you watch our interviews with Kevin or anything. Yeah, uh, I love so, that. So for, for, for me, I, I was all about TMNT and After the Bomb. Did a bunch of Palladium Fantasy uh, when I was younger, back in the 90s. And, and, I, and I love the games. Just Rifts never... It's too much for me. It's just too gonzo for me. But with Kevin being on the show and describing like, yeah, that's what it is. I was like, okay, you know what? If it's that blatant, let me take a look at it again. I've been trying to do more. And that RPG is dumb stuff. Unfortunately, there's some weird internet stuff that just unfortunately happens. So there isn't going to be another session anytime soon, if if ever. But those games are fantastic. I love the love fact yes. that uh, the way he ran the games in terms of like, we didn't care about what the specific rule said. We understood generally what was going on with the character sheet, what was happening out there. He kept it flowing. I enjoyed those games. I enjoyed those games immensely. So I thought, uh, you know, if he's watching the video out there, if somebody wants to pass along to, him, I thought RPG is dumb, did an excellent job of running that game. And yeah, I, I, I hope we can make that come back sometime in the future. It's just going to take some time to work out though. So, yep. But, uh, well, I wanted to make sure the you know, framework, you know, just want to make sure of that. So well, thanks for popping in. Great, com great comments. And uh, you have a great day, sir. You too.
All right. So there you go. Like he said out there, hidden gem. Rift's primer and adventures. I might have to take a closer look at. You know, obviously got the little skelebot on there as well. So uh yeah, and and per <laughs> I don't know Per's new here, uh, but uh ruin the author's sentence you're I, I all of this, you could tell me this a hundred times and two hundred on Sunday, and I'm still gonna be like, I know, I know, I know. And every time I make a change, like, no, can't do it. I'm exaggerating to some degree. Not by much. I end up just running sandbox games or sandbox e games or or my own adventures, if you want to call it that. Just I'm like, you're, you're good. <laughs> it's all good. Man. Uh, but uh, it's just I just do that better because I can pull at the punches better when it was. So let's for, for example, and th then we're going to end the stream. But uh, for example, let's say that, uh, you know, I'm doing one of the adventures in here in a module. Instead of just kind of going with the punch, saying, you know, I think this would happen in reaction to what the players did. I'm going to be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to make sure that I don't screw something up here because there's a butterfly effect or a ripple effect. If I change this and screw it up, well, then it'll change this other thing over here. I got to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, I, I hate having to worry about that. I just I just suck at running modules. I do. Like, that's just my thing. Uh so other people, I'm pro as, as far as modules go, though, I think that we need more people to write modules, write adventures. We need more people to write adventures for riffs. I mean that. We need more people to write and publish, whether they're in the Rifter, you submit it to Sean and, and Kevin and get it put in the Rifter, or uh, you do it on your own, just have your own blog or whatever. We need more people to write adventures for riffs because I, I know the adventures I've seen are almost always just over-the-top weirdness. I think every... Uh, Heathen Dog didn't run our riffs game. He was a player in it, but we had two different game masters. And I felt like every session, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not by much, was about what's the next over the top thing. Nothing was ever even remotely mundane. And if there's something I liked about After the Bomb, is I could combine mundane with with uh, uh, with over the top. I could have the Empire of the hum Humanity being kind of like the Coalition. And yeah, I would actually steal some of the designs of the vehicles for the Empire of Humanity. Um, at the same time, I could bring it back down since it's an SDC-based game and have things be a little more dirty, so to speak. So, but, uh, anywho. Uh, I've done that before. I've actually pulled parts of modules. It's just how I used to do my own dungeons. I'd pull, oh, I like these two rooms, like these two rooms. Eh, we'll see what happens later. Yeah, uh, again, how people run their games. I, I do have some hangups. There are some things that, that I prefer over others, but how you run games at your table is your business. If you're having fun with it, if you have resources like Akito uh, came on and, and told us about that, that help out. Awesome. Uh, Perfect Tangent was saying that, you know, some of the things that I was talking about was a house rule. That may be true. I could have sworn that something was at least vaguely written into one of the rule books. I might be wrong about that. Um, yeah, your table, your rules, man. And and what helps you do the game better? All good. So with that, this has been a really long stream. I don't know why it went so long today, uh, but uh, I appreciate everybody being here. I don't really have any words of wisdom other than I I would love as we get closer to the end of the year if we could focus on not a hundred percent, but eighty percent of our content being free league for me and Palladium for Heathen Dog, or you know I can mixing the plate as well man they they right now are my two favorite game systems free league for being a little more rules light a little more you know just let it flow palladium for being a bit more crunchy a little bit more i don't want to say simulationist but uh, but for 
a little bit more specificity. And if we could just focus on those two game engines, like the rest of my life, I'd be a happy guy. So long streams are because Max is having fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Skills for three OCCs and, and heathen dog. He'll probably yell at me later. Uh, Cause he doesn't like it. He wants to keep his videos or his segments within a certain time frame uh, Cause I've asked him to. And I'll sidetrack him. <laughs> and they'll be like, dude, come on, man. And I'm like, I can't help it. They, but that's what live streams are for. It's for reading the chat. It's for, it's for, you know, having these explanations. It's for having this kind of back and forth. That's why we do the live streams. Otherwise we could just do the stuff direct to video. I like interacting with you folks. So um, with that, yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to put this one on the screen. Your participation can make for a long fun stream. And thanks for popping in again, Kevin, to talk to us. So. All right, guys, uh, I'm, I'm just going to put up the thank you screen and roll us out of here. I hope each one of you has a wonderful weekend. Of course, I'll be back for the Friday night chill stream where who knows what we'll be talking about. We'll have to figure out what kind of insanity goes on the Internet this week for me to rant about. And next week, we'll be finishing up Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, talking about all the shenanigans going on in Paradise Valley. And Heathen Dog, it seems like I can't guarantee I never guarantee when it comes to guests, but it looks like he's going to have a guest on for segment two to talk about Mage the Ascension, first and second edition. I don't know what they're diving into, but apparently it's some good stuff because somebody watched some of Heathen Dog's content about Mage the Ascension wanted to do a collaboration with them heathen dog said yes so they're gonna i might even drop out for it who knows but uh they want to talk about mage the ascension stuff and since that is like the one white wolf game i really like i look forward to seeing that so i hope you guys come back for that and happy father's day everyone uh happy juneteenth if you celebrate that as well whatever holidays are coming up and uh, each and every one of you i hope hold on i got i gotta drag that out till i can find the video there you Here's the video. Here's the video. There it is. Found it. I hope each and every one of you has a most wonderful week.